93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. It is Wednesday, January 8th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Iran struck back at the United States for the killing of a top Iranian general early Wednesday, firing a series of ballistic missiles at two Iraqi bases, housing U.S. troops in a major escalation that brought the two longtime foes closer to war. Iranian state TV said it was in revenge for the U.S. killing of the Revolutionary Guard General Qasem Soleimani, whose death last week in an American drone strike near Baghdad prompted angry calls to avenge his slaying. A U.S. official said that there was no immediate reports of American casualties, though the buildings were still being searched. The Americans were in bunkers at the time of the attack. The strikes, which came as Iran buried Soleimani, raised fears that the two longtime enemies were closer to war. But there were some indications that there would not be any further retaliation on either side, at least in the short term. All is well, President Donald Trump tweeted shortly after the missiles attacks, adding so far so good regarding casualties. Soleimani's killing in the strikes by Iran came as tensions have been rising steadily across the Mideast after Trump's decision to unilaterally withdraw America from Tehran's nuclear deal with world powers. They're also, they also marked the first time in recent years that Washington and Tehran have attacked each other directly rather than through proxies in the region. Iran initially announced only one strike, but U.S. officials confirmed both. U.S. defense officials were at the White House likely to discuss options with Trump, who launched the attack on Soleimani while facing an upcoming impeachment trial in the Senate. A Ukrainian passenger jet carrying 176 people crashed on Wednesday just minutes after taking off from the Iranian capital's main airport, turning farmland on the outskirts of Tehran into fields of flaming debris and killing all people on board. The crash of Ukraine's international airlines came hours after Iran launched the ballistic missile attack on the Iraqi base housing the U.S. soldiers. But uh, the Ukrainian and Iranian officials said they suspected a mechanical issue brought down the Boeing 737-800 aircraft. The plane carried 167 passengers and nine crew members from different nations. Ukraine's foreign minister, Vadim Priseko, said uh, that there were 82 Iranians, 63 Canadians, and 11 Ukrainians on board. The Ukrainian nationals included two passengers and nine crew members. There were also 10 Swedish, four Afghan, three German, and three British nationals. Airline officials said most of the passengers were en route to the Ukrainian capital, connecting through there to other destinations. Ukraine's international airlines said it was indefinitely suspending flights to Tehran after the crash. The plane had been had been delayed from taking off for almost an hour. It took Mm. off to the west, but never made it above 8,000 feet in the air. It remains unclear what happened. A better story. A cherished Minnie Mouse doll that helped a young Bucks County girl through 40 brain surgeries at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia has been found on Tuesday night. So on Saturday evening, Nikki Doherty Ramirez posted a message on her Facebook page seeking help. She said that her daughter, Brianna, lost this Minnie Mouse doll at a Chick-fil-A restaurant on Horizon Boulevard near the Chamonix Mall at about 6 p.m. on Saturday. 13-year-old Brianna has a condition in which her brain is too big for her skull. She had 40 brain surgeries since she was 18 months old and at each one, this Minnie Mouse doll has been by her side. So it means a lot to her and the family. Uh, it's a source of strength for her, and the doll disappeared on Saturday. Hashtag Find Minnie began trending on social media in the search for the not-so-new-looking doll. And on Tuesday night, Nikki announced that Minnie was found. I was reading the stories, Kat. Did anybody, do we know who found nope. the, the toy or no, anything like they, that? they didn't no. say who found it. Chick-fil-A was, was offering, found. though, yes. uh, yeah, some money. Pr- well, I, bucks. I think, was that it? Okay, it was, I heard it like food for, for life. It was. 
it was no for it was two hundred and fifty dollar reward and free food for a year to okay. anybody who located the doll. Uh, so the mother uh, she sent out a message. We have many. We have many. Thank you for all the shares and prayers. We appreciate each and every one of you. This was one of the, one of the worst couple of days. Brianna is so oh. ecstatic to have uh, Minnie in her arms again. Uh, many in the community came to Brianna's aid, even Chick Fil A, uh, when they lost the doll. Obviously, saying that uh, they would give this reward, which was food for a year and a two hundred and fifty dollar cash reward. No word on who actually found the mini doll and if they're collecting this reward. That's so from cool. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it could have gone either way, but I'm um, so glad. Yeah. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Flyers lost to the Carolina Hurricanes last night in Raleigh, falling 5-4. to four. The Flyers got off to an early 2-0 lead, but Carolina scored the next four goals of the game, picking the up two in the first period and two in the second to take a 4-2 lead. Travis Sanheim tied it with just over four minutes left in regulation, but Dougie Hamilton scored the winner the 156 into overtime. After a six-game road trip, the Flyers are finally back home tonight and will play the Washington Capitals. The puck drops at 7.30. Is that? The Sixers are off until tomorrow night when they'll host the Boston Celtics. Tip-off is scheduled for 7. What the f*** is it? And the World Series champs from 2017 and 2018. Get the clip ready for this yeah. one, too. The Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox, respectively, are under investigation by Major League ba- uh, Baseball over allegations that they improperly use technology to steal signs. The f- is that? Exactly. <laughs> During the 2018 regular season, according to a story posted by The Athletic, the Red Sox visited the replay room during games to review signs flashed by opposing teams. What the f*** is this? Even if they're found guilty, it's not likely that the MLB would vacate the World Series titles won by the Astros and Red Sox or award either championship to the L.A. Dodgers, the team that they both beat. Fine. Suspensions and loss of draft picks is more likely. Steve, just end it with just my what the F. That's okay, uh, yeah, to, yeah. to wrap it all up. Oh, I thought it would be right next to that. What the f***? And that's what I have for you this morning. It's on a different page. I should join them together, though. All right. Thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) We've landed on a Wednesday, and uh, we're happy to be with you once again. So we have a few things in store. Standard Wednesday procedure would be a secret text word. Yep, we have that today. Four-pack of tickets. Aaron McKee and Temple Owls are taking on Tulane on Saturday at noon at Leah Chorus Center. So we got four tickets, and uh, it's Dollar Dog Day, too. So enjoy that. Uh, so just text the word secret if you're interested to 39333. We will send this word back to you and that later on we will ask you to uh, text back into us and then we'll grab a winner from all of that uh, and uh, we'll grab a random texter as well as so get set. Now also, going live on Fox Good Day, we do that on Wednesday mornings. We uh, have a guest stopping by, Mr. Kevin Crowley of the Philadelphia Wings. They have their home opener on Friday. Yeah. Kevin's awesome, man. He's a longtime friend of the show. Walks the walk, too. He does all kinds of charity stuff, and uh, he's going to he's gonna stop by today. He's in this year's Hunks and Hounds calendar for uh, Philadoptables. He is. And we also have a lot of money to give away. We have $1,000 to give away with Easy Money, so it's your opportunity to win at 8 a.m. We'll give you a special word and special numbers and ways to enter that word and maybe win $1,000. And then, 
If you watched Dr. Oz yesterday, we have a question about yesterday's show at about 9.30 and an opportunity to win $500 there, too. So it's a wonderful thing. All right. uh, We have a caller. Yeah. Let's see if this is correct. I think this is. Yeah. I don't think they're saying that. All right. I'm sorry. Just go to line one. Okay. So let me go to Dan about the Minnie Mouse that was uh, found. Hi, Dan. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Uh, buddy? Yeah, I was just listening, or yeah, I was just watching Fox 29. Yeah. And they said Minnie Mouse was found, and Minnie Mouse was found at their house. It never left the house. It never no, left no. the house. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, you know what? And we're gonna we're gonna talk to those guys later on this morning at Fox twenty nine. So maybe the you know uh, them, yeah. Yeah, yeah Mike and uh, Alex will have the information for us. All right, thanks for the heads up, Dan. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, see you, man. All right, so maybe that's why they didn't say uh, who, yeah, who had, found, yeah. it, found yeah. it or anything like that. Okay, that's a whole <laughs> series of topics right there. Oh, yeah. oh God, yeah, we, we should hit that because that, yeah. you know, on, on many levels, that, that speaks to so many people. Well, yeah, yeah, we have Piglet in my house, and, and believe it or not, Piglet is not the original Piglet. <gasps> well, well, we'll talk about Dude, it later. Don't hell. All Peel right, the yeah. lid off it now. Well, All right. It's just a tease, as okay, we call it in yeah. the business. So we'll get to the entertainment stories. i got a whole load of them to get to you, as well as Stupid Question. We'll start some giveaways there. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a moment or two on this Wednesday morning, the President and Steve Show. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, let's see. Stupid question this morning. Going to give away a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home Show, which is this Friday and Saturday. Or is it Saturday and Sunday? It's the 10th and 12th, so it's Friday, Saturday, right? Yeah. And then the 17th and 19th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. The question that I have for you is a musical question. It's Mm. about sharps. What key signature has the most sharps? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if we know the the answer to that, okay? What key signature has the most sharps? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. I'll go through some birthdays. We'll start with a musical birthday on Wednesday, January 8th. Great guitarist, Robbie Krieger of The Doors. Yes. Celebrates his 74th birthday today. Uh, he, he Didn't he write Light My Fire? I believe he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. And is he the last remaining member? Or is uh, no. Jonathan Dinsmore might still be alive? I think you're, well, I think you're right. Yeah, because uh, Ray Manzarek passed a, a year or two ago. I remember that taking place. And that obviously Jim's been gone for a long time. But Yeah, he's seen around cemeteries all the time. <laughs> yeah. I actually have been to his you grave. Been? Yeah. yeah, I went to I went to Jim Morrison's grave at the Père Lachaise in uh, in Paris. It's uh, is it it's filthy? Pretty bizarre. Yeah, when I was there, it was it was all disgusting. The fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's graffiti. Now yeah. they may have cleaned it up since then, but it used to be a thing to just kind of go and hang out. Right. At his grave, which I did. And people would drop acid. They always had a big issue with that. Well, and they're, they're empty bottles. It's customary to go and pour some booze on his grave. Right, right. And so people would do that. And I, I went and, and hung out and just kind of 
just loitered around his grave for a while, and sure enough, there was a French guy that was there, and I, I, I was a smoker at the time, yeah, yeah. so I had I had marble lights, and I'm smoking one. The guy asked if he could bum one from me. I did. And he was like, looking at the cigarette, he was just like, wow, because it was an imported cigarette I brought right, it from right, America. Yeah. And he was blown away by the white filter on it. <laughs> and it was just kind of interesting. And, I want to kiss you so badly. Uh, but it, it was it was interesting. The, the sculpture of his head that used to be on his grave had since long been gone by oh, the yeah. time I got there. People had stolen it or something like that. But there's, throughout the cemetery, you could see on other gravestones... Uh, like an arrow that would say to Jim, yeah. like that was spray painted on. Is that right yeah. on other people's tombstones? On other people's tombstones. Well, that kind of blows. And I saw Chopin's grave while ah. I was there too. There's a load of, of very famous people. That I, believe, there. I believe Balzac's uh, grave is there as well. Balzac's are yummy. Yeah, the yeah. French poet Balzac. <laughs> Balzac's are yummy. It's true. All right, so uh, Rob- Balzac's are yummy. Yeah, that's Robbie, pretty much why I brought it. Robbie up. Krieger is 74. <laughs> uh, R. Kelly. Oh, my God. That's his birthday. Thank today. God all his legal troubles are behind him now. My mind's telling me no. My sister just watched a, uh, a doc on him, and she's like, you have to see this. She's like, whatever you thought about this guy, you, you can't even believe it until you see some of the in-depth stories behind him. Well, this, I, I watched the first season of Surviving R. Kelly, and uh, I, this is the, uh, the new season that is out, I believe. And, uh, yeah, it turns out he's unconventional, Preston. Yeah, so he is uh, 53 today. Bob Eubanks, the newlywed game host. Jeez, how old is he? 82 oh. years old today. Who's the Eubanks I'm thinking of? Uh, I don't know. Kevin Eubanks? Eubanks? Kevin Kev- Eubanks? Kevin Eubanks? Who's the dude from uh, Mr. Belvedere? Oh, I don't know. No, you're, you're, you're he's that's Jim um, Euchre? Euchre, Bob Euchre, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's who I'm thinking Mr. Baseball, yeah, Bob yeah. Euchre, yeah. Bob did Bob Euchre ever, ever host a newlywed game? He did Bob not. Eubanks? No, I don't think so. He's 82. <laughs> uh, Case, did you see this one? I got it. I'm getting okay. you, bro. All right, uh, I'll skip around there. No, we're good. Oh, it's uh, Shirley Bassey's birthday today. Bingo! Yeah. Love her. Pretty Beware of his heart. the only reason I bring the birthday up every year. That and actually, we, we had mentioned that she was on the Oscars and they, they had her come out and, and sing that song and her, her voice was outstanding. Hasn't lost a bit. She's 83 years old. She's still a gorgeous woman too yeah. at 83. She also sang the other Bond song for the movie Diamonds Are Forever. Okay. Diamonds Are Forever. forever. Sparkling round my little finger. Unlike men, the diamonds linger. Wow. Men are mere mortals who are not worth going to your grave for. So she's uh, <laughs> oh, 83 today. We have that as well. Oh, wow. Diamonds are forever. <laughs> they are all I need to please me. They can stimulate and tease me. They won't leave in the night. I've no fear that they might desert me. Nice. Uh, I could have done those parts. I could have sung those songs. Easily. 
All right, and then we have uh, Rachel Nichols, uh, who is in. Rachel Nichols, jingling in your pockets. <laughs> Nichols. <laughs> uh, I had to look her up. She was in G.I. Joe, The Rise of the Cobra, and Criminal Minds. She won the Oscar for Rise of the Cobra. Oh, wow. <laughs> She was, in the first was that the same night as Shirley Bassey? I just want to say it was such an honor. When they called me up and they said I was going to be in Rise of the Cobra, I was, I was so flustered in here. I, I can't believe it. Uh, she's 40 today. Jimmy and Stacy, go to bed. Mommy's coming home. <laughs> uh, then you have Larry Storch. Oh, my God. Agarn from F Troop. I love Dagon. Stevie's 97 years old. You know, he started as a classic wow. Borscht Belt comedian. And the Borscht Belt was in the, you know, uh, upstate New York. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the, like, as in featured in Dirty Dancing, the, yeah. the, the Jewish resorts. Yep. And, uh, and then I used to love that show, F Troop. Were you a fan? You were a fan as well, right? I, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It was actually, it was sort of Blazing Saddles before Blazing Saddles. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, so he's 97, like I said. One final birthday. I want to wish you a happy birthday. Another... Oh, okay. I'm sorry. One more, and then yeah. we'll do the personal Two birthday. more birthdays. Yes. Gabby Hoffman, who is from Field of Dreams and Uncle Buck and a uh, bunch of movies and TV shows. She's uh, 38 today. So happy birthday. Okay, who is Last yours? but not least, my sister-in-law, Marisa. Happy birthday. I'll never forget your birthday because it's the same day as the king. Wow. Today's wow. the king's birthday. Get out of here. Yeah. All right. Wait. Today would have been Elvis's birthday? Yeah, he would have been 175 years old. No. Elvis. Let's just do a little fact checking on that, man. Yeah. Right Elvis, here. Bowie, and Soupy Sales were all born today. Man. No kidding. I, Soupy I don't, Sales. I don't do the posthumous know, yeah. birthdays, but uh, those are some notable ones, most definitely. They all died in a plane crash. They were on. Uh, they were toying together. <laughs> it was the day the music yeah, died. Yeah, the day the, the day the cream pies died. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's get in a plane, Superman. Sky's the limit. <laughs> Soupy Man? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man, a super slap of pie in your face, man. Funniest thing ever saw. All right, so. Hey, White Fang's here, too. White Fang? Oh, that's right. From Super- oh, <laughs> I don't know if I have the correct answer or not. You know what? I guess I do. Hang on a second. If it's your answer, it's the correct answer. We always state your answer is the one we accept. I'll go with this because, listen, t- uh, 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 key signatures baffle me. I'm, I'm a percussionist, okay? So I don't have to deal with key signatures. I don't play tuned percussion, you know, like right. bells and, and uh, xylophones and things like that. So it's always baffled me. I took music theory. I tried to wrap my head around it. I still couldn't quite get it. So I had an answer that I thought was correct, but I see now that this is probably the correct answer. So let me go, and we're trying to find out what key signature has the most sharps. I will go to Douglas for the answer. Hey, Douglas, good morning. Get, get Zooks, buddy. We're doing well. So what is your answer? C-sharp major. C-sharp major. Yeah, we're going to go with that. You know that? You I'll, accept that? I'll explain why. Yeah, Douglas, are you a musician? Yeah, I'm a music teacher. Oh, a music well, teacher. Can go. you explain? I think it's, I, I just read here there are seven sharps in C-sharp major. That is correct. Okay, because they, they're... <laughs> The number of sharps or flats only ever ranges from zero to seven. The keys of C major and A minor are keys that have no accidentals. What are accident? Oh, accidentals are sharps and flats, right? Accidentals are sharps and flats that are added to the key signature during the playing, not in, not on the sign. I have, I have no idea what the f you guys are talking about. It's it's so 
bizarrely uh, complex that I just... I, just I never, play Freebird, would I, you? I couldn't. We'll do that. All right, yeah. Douglas, hang on. We're going to get your information, and we're going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home Show. Uh, January 10th through the 12th and 17th through the 19th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. And you can visit phillyhomeshow.com for tickets. Meet Kathy at the show on Saturday between 4 and 6. Yeah, there are a lot of rules in music that are really, really weird, and I never could get my head wrapped around that. Just give me my flutophone and let me go. All right, so the judge in charge of Harvey Weinstein's uh, rape trial turned down a bid by his lawyers to delay proceedings in wake of the new rape charges he's facing in L.A. These are the New York charges. Right, so he's wanting to get the, the one. It, it's He's trying to use one against the other. Judge uh, James M. Burke also scolded Weinstein for using his phone in court and threatened to throw him in jail. Oh, how? I mean, we already know how stupid is but i mean come on man are you serious the balls on this guy how do they even allow him to bring it into the yeah. court right with him in the first place and by the way he is so milking this walker thing oh, did you yeah. see him going into court it's hunched over mm-hmm, and they're, mm-hmm. they're really just playing this stuff up so the judge said is this really the way you want to end up in jail for the rest of your life by texting and violating a court order and it remind me of uh kevin smith when yeah. he was Doing the screening of Red State, and Harvey was there, and he was on his phone speaking at a regular, loud level. Yeah. And Kevin pulled him aside and said, what the F is your problem, dude? I'm debuting my movie here in front of people, and you're doing this. And, and he just doesn't care. He's, he's in court yeah. doing this stuff. Kevin said he was he was scared because he's you know, a looming figure at the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Donna Rotuno, uh, Rotuno, a defense attorney for Weinstein, suggested that the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office announced the charges on the same day that his criminal trials commencement on purpose, saying if uh, anyone believes the timing was coincidence, uh, Rotuno said in a courtroom, I'd like to sell them a bridge. Uh, the 67-year-old is facing charges that he raped a woman in Manhattan in 2013 and performed a forcible sex act on another in uh, 2006. More than 80 women have accused him. Uh, by the way, who would defend Weinstein? That's the question. Vanity Fair sat down with his lawyer to find out. Uh, for starters, Rotuno said has no time for what she calls political correctness. Uh, she also predicts that women will rue the day the Me Too movement started. Uh, she said, I feel that women may rue the day that all of this started when no one asks them out on a date and no one holds the door open for them and no one tells them they look nice. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, though, keep th- telling yourself that. That and that's, But that's her job. She's got to be the, provide as vigorous a defense. Uh, Lord knows. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it really doesn't hold water, her argument. No. All right, uh, so today is not Kardashian-free. Ah, yeah. We had a couple of days, but I'm going to go to this because Rob Kardashian is seeking full custody of his three-year-old daughter, Dream. According to TMZ, Kardashian says his baby mama, Black China's lifestyle isn't good for their daughter. Why? She seems like such a good mom. So he'd like her parenting time reduced to just weekend days with a nanny present. In new legal documents... Kardashian said that China parties hard in her house and invites strangers over when Dream is present. Rob said that China is always drunk, and a former employee of China has alleged that she spends $600 on alcohol daily huh. and can drink an entire bottle of Hennessy. If there are only any indications oh. of this ahead of time, Preston. Rob has also accused China of snorting cocaine and violently threatening people in her home and getting physical with them by throwing objects, including knives and lit candles. 
What a legend. I hate to laugh, but how could you? Honestly. I know. I know. I know. It was pretty clear. That, no, that's mom material over there. One alleged... Not that he's any great catch. ...incident involved China throwing sharp objects at her hairdresser. No, he's not a great catch, but he's not yeah. violent, you know. He's the winner in this one. That we don't know. Rob also claimed that Dream has started, quote, naked twerking hmm. and acting out sexual positions that she said her mom taught her. Oh, gee. He also revealed that Dream arrives to his house with messy hair, dirty teeth, and dirty nails... He also claimed that Dream uses curse words like bitch and what the F and said that these are not terms that she hears at his home. What the f***? That's her. Uh, Meanwhile, Khloe Kardashian claimed in the documents that she's noticed a behavioral change in Dream. She said that when Dream gets back from being with her mom, she's more in defense mode and is decidedly more aggressive. Uh, Khloe also revealed that she heard Dream say that she doesn't want to go back with her mom. Uh, Rob also claimed that... Where's that sound coming from? It's your toy, sweetheart. That uh, Dream got physical with another kid. There's nothing on here. Yes, there is. There's a little cow there. Got physical with another kid in her gym class last month. In addition to... With primary custody, Rob wants China to submit to drug and alcohol testing no less than 30 minutes before each visit with Dream. He also asks that the supervising nanny be granted the authority to immediately end the visit if there's any violence in front of Dream. The collateral damage and all these bad decisions are the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, she, uh, China responded to the allegations posting a pic on Instagram along with the caption, nice try. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's how you do that. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah. yeah. Spent a lot of time with that one. How do you spell try? Uh... <laughs> Let's see here. What else I got here? I have a few stories. Uh, how about this one? We'll talk about Gwyneth Paltrow. We chatted about her briefly yesterday. She knows that we're thirsty for details on her sex and love life. God, we're so thirsty for details on her sex life. And as always, she's dishing them out. In, Febu- in a February cover piece for Harper's Bazaar, the Goop founder and Oscar winner jokes that since moving in with her husband, Brad Falchuk, a year after they married, that their sex life is over. Uh, the 47-year-old said friends told her not to move in with him, saying that leaving apart kept the magic. Nothing's over. She said, I thought it was really interesting how resonant that was for people. One of my best friends was like, that is my dream. Don't ever move in. Uh, she continued saying, I think it certainly helps with preserving mystery and also preserving the idea that this person has their own life. So this is something I'm trying to remain aware of now as we merge together. We, we talked about that. that that's a, a trend now where, you know, yeah. people are, are having their separate residences and they're they're getting married, yep. but they maintain their separate deals. Yep. And in some cases, it it works. Uh, Paltrow, by the way, who split with uh, Chris Martin in 2014 but remains best friends with him, also weighed in on his current partner, Dakota Johnson. She said, I love her. I can see how it would seem weird because it's sort of unconventional, but I think in this case, just having passed through it uh, iteratively, I just adore her. Adore her. Adore her? Adore Adore her. Uh, Paltrow says it's all about inclusion in her world. Of course. I always start to think of the ampersand sign. What else can you bring in instead of being resistant uh, to or being made insecure by? There must have been a gas leak in the room. There's so much juice in leaning into something like that. Yeah, lots of juice. Hmm. Uh, Speaking of exes, she's also on great terms with uh, Brad Pitt. She said, I'm friendly with with Brad, and I don't have any really bad blood. She's on top of the world, Preston, and we could not be happier. She's doing well, actually. Uh, let's, she's gooping like a maniac. Let's see. She's gooping all over the gooping place. Gooping all over the place. 
Ryan Seacrest shared his first fail of 2020 after losing his balance on air and falling out of his <laughs> Live with Kelly and Ryan host chair. Oh, I would have loved to have seen that. Uh, the 45-year-old tried to grab a golden ball from the sky when he lost his balance and fell backwards. <laughs> Kelly Ripa, alarmed, sprang into action, and a crew member also rushed on set. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it. But, but he said, uh, first fumble of the new season, he tweeted shortly after the show aired, and he said, hope I make the playoffs. So uh, Nick pulled up the, the audio. Oh, yeah, I see. Yep, he did. The, the seat tumbles over, and he full-on takes a fall. And they, they came out to help him out. So. Oh, my God, they're just like us. They're they just like us. They make mistakes. They, they fall, fall out of chairs. I like him. I like her more, but I like him. Yeah, you know what? I've, I've warmed up on him yeah, a little bit. Yeah, He's, He seems pretty decent. Um, duh, uh, Doug, dog, the bounty hunters daughter, uh, Liza Chapman is claiming that her father, Dwayne is dating a woman who dated her brother first. What? What? He's dating his, he's dating his son's girlfriend. His, yeah. Ex-girlfriend. So. Yeah. Ex-girlfriend. He should be sorry about that. Um, I'm very sorry. <laughs> and I apologize with all my heart. Very well. Very well done. She wrote on Twitter, if someone who met your family by dating your brother tried to date your father after your stepmom died, what would you do? Laugh. If you went to your mother's closet and saw she moved all her clothes and replaced them with her own, what would you do? And then she hashtagged it, it's not when or why, it's who. Uh, the woman, Moon a- Angel, or A-N-G-E-L-L, Angel, 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 uh, is his and his recently deceased wife, Beth's assistant. So there's all kinds of incestual things going on here. Yeah. Uh, a good rule of thumb is when you're looking for dates, try to leave your own home. And Beth died in June, by the way. So, you know, uh, just six, seven months ago. Yeah. And, uh, and now he's with his son's ex-girlfriend. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Chris Evans, Captain America. Uh, isn't dating anyone seriously, but he is out and about, insiders tell Us Weekly. Uh, he's not exclusive with anyone and is aiming to be more private with his love life following his much-publicized split from Jenny Slate. You know who would be good for him, honestly? And I think it would work for both of them. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Mm. <laughs> They're a, they'd be a power couple. They would yeah. be a power couple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's something to think about. I just really love Chris. He's <laughs> just a good guy. Uh, not that he has any hard feelings about Slate, who is now engaged to curator and writer Ben Shattuck. Uh, the source... Have you ever been involved with someone who um, you were really into, uh, the relationship went sour, and then they, they you know, you, when you heard about them getting engaged or, you know, they were getting married or had been married, did, did it hit you hard? I, I never... Sure. It did, yeah. Stings. A little yeah, bit, yeah, just yeah. Because even though, I w- yeah, even though that's over, that's done, it always will be done. But um, you know, in your mind, it's still. I don't know. I always uh, get out of my system with the uh, with the intense stalking for a month. Out okay, <laughs> that gets and it out of your system. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, you know, yeah. the, the ladies appreciate that. They I do because it's like yeah. you're sitting in the car right. for hours, and it's like, oh, enough. No, yeah. you can you can be happy for that person, but still, kind of go well. You know, I, I don't know. There's a, uh, a nostalgic. My dong's bigger. A nostalgic um, <laughs> pang in your heart of sorts. No, I think, yeah, so. I, I, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so uh, Chris feels neutral towards Jenny Slate and holds no bad feelings towards her. An insider says he is happy for her. So uh, let's see. Oh, uh, with Vanna White hosting uh, in uh, Pat Sajak's absence, Maggie Sajak, his daughter, Who's is lovely. taking a turn at the big board. 
Uh, Maggie was introduced on Monday's episode, but um, all will return to normal next week. Pat will be bouncing back after emergency surgery. So the surgery we have se- surgery we have since learned was the result of a intestinal blockage oh, yeah. that was incredibly painful. Apparently, had to have been anything down in yeah. that area is super duper painful. But his, his his daughter's like a foot and a half taller than he is. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, she's wow. a statuesque mom, blonde. Mom must be very tall. Then. I think she is. I think mom is a ex playmate. Hey, did uh, did the uh, Super Duper Tournament of uh, Greatest of All Time Jeopardy start last night? Yeah. Yes, it did. Who won last night? Ken. No kidding. Yeah, by $200. Okay. It was, it was a match between Whoa. him and James. It was really great television. If you're a fan of Jeopardy, I can't recommend this thing more highly. And the questions were hard. So, no do you want to laugh? Yeah. I had to go to an event last night, so I tried, and I, I haven't been feeling quite right. So uh, I tried to avoid finding out who the winner oh, was. Sorry. Oh, yeah. that no, no, no. Oh, oh you're one of the your fourteen hundred people. But ha- of course, we would have to report on it. Yeah. But I was, I was like, oh, maybe I can catch a little bit of it this morning. Maybe. But when I heard two hundred dollars apart, my wife was trying to hold back, and I knew. Apparently, the the third gentleman. I always forget Brad. his name. He, he he had apparently. Well, I don't want to spoil it. If people still want to watch it, but watch watch it, and, and it was just. Very one-sided for these two guys. They're, but the, all three of them are incredible. And uh, Ken just played James a little bit better last night. But I, I think it'll go back and forth all week. And I, my money's on Ken. But um, all three are great. And James could have won last night. He just didn't. All right. Let me let me ask you this. Did Ken use James's technique of going all over the categories as far as yes. choosing? Really? So and, they've adapted that. And all three guys were really aggressive when they got the daily doubles, which yep. is what James does. But James did not get many of the daily doubles. Also, there were two games. So it, it started at 8 o'clock, by the way. It's, it goes right. eight, 8 to yeah. 9. Um, and so they did the first one from 8 to 8.30, and then the second one, 8.30 to 9. Um, and in the um, and they add up the scores from so the first it, to the second. Is it, is it on again tonight? Two more yes. nights. And an hour? Yes. Tonight, so best of seven. All right, yeah. I got to watch that. It's, it's great. If you love uh, Jeopardy, you'll love this. You can get those on demand, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, done deal. Yeah, yeah. I got to watch that. All right, uh, let's see. What else? A couple more things. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is just as puzzled by the ending of Inception as the rest of us. During a recent appearance uh, with our friend Mark Maron on his uh, podcast, the actor said that he related uh, to his Once Upon a Time in Hollywood co-star Brad Pitt's inability to explain the ending of Ad Astra, admitting that when asked what happened at the end (laughs) of the twisty 2010 sci-fi film, DiCaprio's response was, I have no idea. <laughs> wow. So uh, did it you see Ad Astra? Movie. I didn't see Ad Astra. I heard I, it was yeah. so weird that it's just, forget uh, it. <sighs> right. I watched it. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I watched it over the uh, the Christmas break. I heard, I, I, there were split opinions on. One, one that it was very engaging and the other that it was a, a mess that you could not understand. Uh, I would say it's probably somewhere in between those two. All right. Um, I didn't really care for the resolution at the end. Did you like it? I don't know. <laughs> What's it yeah. about, roughly? Uh, I mean, it's it's in the future. A high school and, in the 50s. In high school in the 50s. Oh. They do a lot of singing and dancing. Yeah. There's a hand jive thing going yeah. on. Okay. Right. Um, but, You've seen it before. Yeah. But in reality, uh, it's just space exploration. Tommy Lee Jones is Brad Pitt's father. At some point, oh. he, he goes out to... I'm not thinking um, of this movie. I'm yeah. thinking of a different movie. What are you thinking of? Uh... Some a really weird movie he did years and years ago. Oh, the the tree, the the um, um yeah, the Terrence Malick film. Yeah, uh, that was um, the very, Tree of Life, Tree of Life. Yeah. Right. yeah. Anyway, okay. Astra. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Tommy Lee Jones's character is is his father, and he is a, an astronaut, and he goes out like 
to boldly go where nobody's gone before go, to go to like Neptune and basically uh you know try and discover more about you know the universe out there and okay. goes missing and so it's convoluted it's it's that's convoluted. what we've heard yeah right. Uh, so in, uh, let's see here. Where did I leave off? No, he's no, I did. That was oh. like a half hour ago. Um, uh, no, he said, I have no idea as far as the ending of inception goes. Uh, this is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio he said, you're just focused on your character. Uh, while the actor says he usually is involved with the story on some level, he said when it came to Chris Nolan and his mind and how that was all pieced together, everyone was trying to constantly put that puzzle together. Uh, when asked if the ending of Inception, in which it's left open, whether his character is home or still in a dream world of sorts, uh, ultimately makes sense, uh, the star responded saying, it depends on the eye of the beholder, I guess. So, yeah, it was a weird movie. I only gave it, I only thought it was worth watching one time, and I'm like, okay. Did you ever see Shutter Island? No. That's another Leon- Leonardo DiCaprio movie. I like that one. That's a, that's a good movie. It's a no. Scorsese film. But same sort of, you know, you you have to really pay attention to the end. I, I thought it was kind of cool during the whole Golden Globe ceremony, uh, you know, when uh, Ger- uh, Ricky Gervais made the joke about uh, DiCaprio's date being, you know, too old for him by the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, they cut to him and he was laughing. Like, he was going along with it. You, you, you kind of... Well, I don't know if you really have a choice, but... He, well, he was. <laughs> then he turned to the actress behind him like, is, is, that, is that true? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Steve, let me ask you, and, and Press, you could join in here, too. This is your show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what are your thoughts on movies that kind of leave it up to the viewer to decide? I'm totally fine with it. If, okay. if, yeah. if, if it's presented in, if it's true to the progression of the film all the way through, if you do, for example, if uh, Revenge of the Nerds was to stand, you know, have them in a column of light at the end mm-hmm. uh, talking to God and, you know, and suddenly got really trippy, that would be incorrect for that film. So, right, right. like 2001, A Space Odyssey is the perfect example of that kind of movie. The Matrix is a the good The Matrix is another too. one. Right. I had, I had some friends uh, over, my best friend actually, and uh, we watched uh, A Quiet Place, and that kind of has an open ending, and it ended, and we were like, Right, we, we like looked at them going, "How awesome is that?" They were like, "No, what, what happens?" And I'm like, "Come on, man, it's yeah, you right, fill in right, the blanks. It's, right. it's awesome the way it ended, you know." Uh, but there is an aspect to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that is, you know, you decide open yeah. ended. That's fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind that if yeah. it's, but you can botch it up. You can mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. So it has to be, you know, and it's it's really as as is art is in the eye of the beholder that holds true for this. We got that screener yesterday, by the way. The uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I, I didn't get it because I didn't pay my dues. Oh well, I got it because <laughs> yeah. I did pay my dues. We yeah. must have not have paid our dues because I've never gotten anything. So you, you haven't gotten anything. Any we're talking about the Screen Actors uh, <laughs> Guild, by the way. Yeah, I got two of them. One was uh, actually, uh, uh, your name was on it, Preston. Oh, really? <laughs> I got anything. Marissa? Uh, I mailed my check uh, Thanksgiving, and they didn't cash it until mid-December, so I apparently didn't pay my dues either. Oh, oh I man. do not know why you guys, like... Let's bring up a grievance at the next meeting. <laughs> Done. That's but that, I don't that, even think the... about it. It just comes out of my check. You have to know, set it man. up like that. Would yeah, that be have... the wildest thing if the one thing we interact with our own union on is, why are we getting our screener yeah. copies? Well, so at the very, very least, even even if you pay your dues late, you should be able to access it via like digitally with Listen, your fingers. This um, is this is our personal thing, yeah. yeah. Mr. Chairman, I have a grievance. You can see you know yeah. be on stage and you step up in front of 150 <laughs> yes. people. Um, I did not get my copy of Medea <laughs> Halloween Boo. <laughs> and um 
Well, what do you think about the whole issue with, uh, you know, uh, part-time workers and uh, and uh, pre-recorded uh, DJs? Yeah. <laughs> That's important, too. All right. I have two more things. Wow, we're already running way over uh, time-wise. But, um, Damn it, Kathy. Joker, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and The Irishman have topped the nominations for the 2020 British Academy of Film and Television Film Awards, the BAFTAs. Uh, Joker snagged 11. If I may quickly query this uh, auspicious evening and the attendees, why aren't we getting our screener copies? <laughs> uh, the Irishman and Once Upon a Time uh, grabbed 10 each. 1917 got 9. Uh, criticism for the lack of diversity emerged quickly as well. So uh, these are going to be taking place Sunday, February 2nd. So it's the British Oscars. I don't know which. Uh, my money now is on 1917 for kind of the, the, the big picture. Yeah. All right. And then uh, last story. How cool is this? Christian Bale is in talks to join Marvel Studios' Thor Love and Thunder. Whoa, According really? to a Hollywood Reporter, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That's cool. So Chris Hemsworth is set to reprise his role, obviously. Natalie Portman is coming back. Tessa Thompson is coming back as well. Uh, and uh, t- uh, Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi the, will direct uh, Thor Love and Thunder, and it's set to drop on uh, November 5th, 2021. So Christian Bale, I would imagine he could be a, uh, a villain, a foe, and be a pretty dick. Incredible. And what was that? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, we're ready for the clips. You ready? Yes. Well, clip. Today is a one clipper. Singular clip. After winning the Best Picture Award at the Golden Globe, Sam Mendez admits that he wouldn't be mad if some of his earlier films, like American Beauty and Away We Go, had been only made available on streaming services. But as the writer and director of 1917, Sam talks about how the industry is responsible for keeping the film industry alive. Here we go. I think it's up to filmmakers to make films that need to be seen on a big screen and make an audience feel like if they don't see on a big screen, they're going to miss out. And they use the tools of cinema, surround sound and IMAX and every fiber of their being to try and make big stories for big screens. What the f***? I agree with them. 1917 will officially hit theaters this weekend, so you have a chance to see it. And there you go. That's uh, the entertainment report for the morning. Uh, we have a secret text for today. Tickets, four-pack of them, as uh, Temple is playing Tulane on Saturday at noon at the Leah Core Center. Text word, secret 39333. We got easy money coming up at 8. Chance for you to win $1,000. We got our question about the Dr. Oz show from yesterday coming up at 930. That's $500 right there, your chance to win. We're going live on Fox Good Day this morning. Our good friend Kevin Crowley of the Philadelphia Wings, they have their home opener on Friday. He is stopping by today as well, and many things to get to on top of all that. So we'll take a break. We'll regroup and come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, thanks, Kath. So we had mentioned in the news, you did, Kathy, that uh, this young lady, this is poor gal, uh, Brianna Ramirez, who has a brain condition called... Uh, Chiari malformation. She's had 40 brain surgeries, two strokes, all this stuff. She's only 13 years old. Had lost this Minnie Mouse doll that she's had since she was a baby. It's her it's her comfort item. And this this uh, um, stuffed animal had gone through all these surgeries with her. It was her one piece of 
you know, thing that she could hang on to. And, and it's mm. a classic, as you would imagine. It's a little bit beat up looking, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. but it's been to it. It means so much to her. The family had thought that they lost it at a Chick-fil-A across from the Chamonix Mall. They started doing the rounds. They went on Fox 29. Mike sat down with them. They interviewed and, and everything. Well, the Minnie Mouse doll has been found, which is wonderful. So happy because I thought it was gone for good. So did I. Because nobody was coming forward quickly. I thought immediately, like a couple of days ago, somebody would have come forward with it. But we got word today that uh, they've been reunited. Then we got a call from a listener who said that apparently, and we'll need to verify this, and if this is the case, I totally get it. The doll was at the house the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) The whole time that they've been looking for this. Uh, but uh, the the bottom line is the the girl has the doll back. Yeah, that's the most important thing. But, but this would not be the first time. Oh my God! You know where you've been looking for something and it's it's there. It's, it's right, and you've it's been, pulled it's been there the whole time. the whole effing house apart. Yeah, and yeah. you've you've gone to other locations wherever you thought you may have left whatever this thing was, and it turns out it was home the whole time. And you usually hear somebody go. Found it. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, found it from downstairs. And it'll it's, many times it'll be days after you've given up all hope. So you'll just, you know, the, oh, okay, I guess it's gone. And then I found it. What? Yeah. Now, there's two conversations here. Yeah. One, something you were looking for forever or were panicked about, and it turned out to be in a really obvious place. Uh-huh. Or you never found it. You're the parent. Uh-huh. Now, it wouldn't be possible in this case because this thing is so beat up and and, uh, has got all the earmarks of being well used. uh, But you buy a replacement and try to substitute it unbeknownst to the child. We actually did preemptive work on this. Did you? Are you serious? Yeah, so... You planned ahead? Yeah, we planned ahead. You bought a backup in case... Exactly. Uh, that's actually that's a smart brilliant. way oh, to we go. Did that too. So mm-hmm. my son has this uh, elephant doll that uh, he's had since he was a baby uh, and just adored it. And my, son, my, my oldest had a blanket that my grandmother had made right. for him, and he beat it to death. It, f- it fell apart in phrase, so she made him another one, which was great, so we had a quick replacement... But we learned from that that once we saw my son with this elephant, we're like, this is his, that's yeah. his thing, that's his whoopee. We need to get another one because there's a good chance. <laughs> we may have had, we may have like lost it, been, had, a, had a panic at one time, sure. thought we lost it, and we're like, let's get another Listen, we need a backup plan. So so we did, and now him being 17 years old, he has two of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> backup so he's got two of them still, yeah, we so. did the exact same thing we had monkey and um we one time forgot monkey somewhere uh the monkey was at home and we went and we were we were staying over somewhere so we that kind of was like okay that was the trigger we need to get another monkey it was only sold at toys r us toys r us was kind of like on the downhill so uh, there was none in this area could not find monkey anywhere so i like <laughs> put out an sos to all my friends so we found one in texas and we found one in new york there you go wow but hold on you, so, yeah so then we now so now, still to this day, we have three monkeys, and I tried to use the other two for, like, travel monkey or this or that, and he was like, that's not monkey. That is not my stuffed animal. I want nothing to do with it. Wow. I guess because it wasn't yeah. worn in, yeah. it was just, like, this new stuffed animal. And, you know, now, eight years later, it looks nothing like the actual monkey that he still sleeps with. The only way he'd... travel monkey. Yeah. Uh, the only way he'd come around to it would be as if he actually lost Actual, monkey. Actually lost it, yeah. Yep. but yeah. He Even then, like, you may not be sure, right? But he, like, shunned it. He was like, that's not monkey. Get, Get that away from me. that away from me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean... I'm sorry to interrupt, Case. I know you got something to share, but I, uh, speaking of that, I, uh, 
uh, am doing serious cleaning out and purging in my yes. house. I think I told you guys the story of my, my teddy bears not that long ago, and I gave this baby, a friend of the family, my, my prize teddy bear, strawberry. Yeah. Strawberry was and nice chocolate. Thing to do. Never saw it again. I yeah. found chocolate. No way. I found <laughs> chocolate the other day. So wow. you've had like, chocolate since... There it is! And I found it, and you know what I did? I, I held it, and I smelled it. And? And it smelled like burned rubber. It, no, it's... <laughs> oh, my God. This reminds me of not... my old girlfriend. Oh, man. No, it was wonderful. You know how the scent... It's still yes. Really? It's still triggers, triggers Aww. those uh, emotional yeah. responses, and I got it. it oh, was my God. Wonderful. I'll take a picture of it later today. I'll post it on Instagram that and social would, media. I would be okay with you keeping You're going to keep yeah. it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, most definitely. I mean, you see how raggedy this uh, um, Minnie Mouse doll is. Yep. And so it, it's probably like that for a reason. No, ours, the only thing we ever had was my youngest has a has a piglet. And our piglet is actually not the original piglet. Um, but we had to get... We had to get a new piglet because we we left the other one actually down in, in Disney World. You but bastards! Eight, but well, no, I mean it. Listen, it's her fault. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm blaming a two year old. Um, but uh, we we knew it was down there. Um, she wasn't. She was only two years old, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But we do have two piglets in the house because she, she lost it every single day. Yeah, I mean every single day when we would it was time for bed, she'd be like. I can't find my piglet. And I was like, okay, well, here we go. And we got to find, I mean, one day it was Let's like. Let's go look for piglet. It, yes. Yeah. I mean, honestly, one day it was in like, you know, like that, like a play kitchen. It right. was in the oven of the play kitchen. We didn't find it for a couple of days. But um, she had a, she would hang on to the ear and suck her thumb and then it would get nasty. And so we, you talk about the smells. We would have to wash it without her knowing about it because she would never let us to stick it in. Wash yeah. it. We had to secretly wash it. Yeah, and we had to do that too with Lammy, and she would get upset because <laughs> Lammy it, piggy monkey. Yeah, mm-hmm. because she wouldn't. Uh, it didn't smell right. Yeah, you know, yep. even like yeah, it smells yep. gross. Nope, exactly. The the nickname <laughs> for my son's blanket and what we called it from there on out was stinky. It was stinky. It just stunk. <laughs> it was horrible. So, but, but he liked it that way. Your the your chocolate. Did you just say his name? Chocolate. Of it? Okay. Was the name of mine. So yeah. uh, and it retained the smell. Yeah. Of yeah. your youth. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, huh. it's smells familiar. Wow. You know. I mean. I, I immediately. I'm like. I wonder. And I I leaned in and I smelled it and it was awesome. Yeah. Actually. I I still have my Dodie, which was a dog. Uh, and I would carry it by the ear, so the one ear sticks up, but it's in my bin of Beanie Babies. That's all. I have my Gimpy, which is a ball gag. Gimpy. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorites. Still smell the same? Oh, it smells the same. Yeah. You know what my mom replaced on me, though? Uh, uh-huh. When my fish died. We went. To, oh, we went to yeah. the uh, we went to the pet store, and it was like I don't even know the name of the fish, but it was a black fish with those real big eyes that kind of like stick out on the yeah. side of it. Yep. And so she went, and like I was, you know, sobbing. I was so distraught over this dead fish, and she gave it to the guy, and she goes, "Can you take it in the back and see if you could help him and give him some Stop medicine?" It. Yeah, like now that I think about it, she, right? And, now you that know, you it's think- probably yeah, some especially kid. when he came out with a kitten. What? No, and so yeah, I uh, added some after factory things. <laughs> But when I got home, I was like, wow, he looks so much bigger. And my mom was like, well, I think that's the medicine that they pumped into him. I'm you like, know, you could have just told me about death at yeah, that point. No, she didn't want to tell you about death or tell you about, you know, candy sex. or things like sex. And stuff. Oh, my God. But that that is adorable in a way that, that, that she would do that. Oh, it's dead. Oh, this thing, it's dead. <laughs> she should have just swallowed it when you handed it to her. Hey, watch oh, this. 
Right. Uh, wow. Let me let me get some calls going here. So we got two different things. Uh, losing something and it was right there yeah. in an obvious spot. Or maybe replacing the uh, uh, the much-cherished Secret item. mission, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to... Here we go, Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Joanne? Well, my daughter, um, she actually should be 25 this weekend. Um, when she was a baby... She had a bunny that was her pride and joy. It was a stuffed bunny. It had a little suspender, so she wouldn't. She sucked her thumb, you know, like she her hand kind of went through the suspenders. So I, being my oldest child, um, I was. It wasn't so much I was afraid of losing it. I didn't like the idea that that bunny was out of the house and like in the general public with you know germs and stuff. So I totally <laughs> sound like Kathy's bunny. mom. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, we bought a second stuffed bunny. So the one bunny became regular bunny. Regular bunny always stayed at home. And the other bunny became travel bunny, which turned out to be the best thing in the world because we probably lost about three travel bunnies. Yeah, there you go. It was okay because okay regular bunny was at home safe and sound. Well, let me ask you, was that delineation known to, to your daughter where she, she thought they were all the same bunny? No, she knew the difference between regular and travel. This is slutty bunny, and this is at home nice bunny. Well, that listen, and that thank you, uh, appreciate it. That's a that is a uh, a nice uh, cautionary tale for soon to be parents or new parents or the simple minded. If they if they gravitate towards something, buy a duplicate and buy it before they don't make them anymore. I think it's actually that sounds like great advice. I I, I remember, I, I guess when we lost. My my toys were always so weird that when we lost them, they were you know hard to replace. But uh, man, the fact that you held on or that you have stuff from your youth is pretty wild. Yeah, I love it. Let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Right. Glad you guys at work. Nah, you're doing great, man. So, what's your your story? Your daughter lost something. All right. Yep. So this requires just a hair of a setup. Yeah. All right. It, it's Christmas Eve. We're out of the house. My son and my daughter Tabitha. And we're running around, we're doing some shopping, you know, Walmart, Target, Best Buy, everything we needed to do to keep the kids out of the house so that Santa could help, you know, do a little wrapping. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter has a security blanket, and at the time she was five. She calls it Banky. We were all over the place. We decided to go to the movie tavern to see a Christmas movie, and on the way there, they had to go to the bathroom, so we ran into the house. Between, you know, the stores and the movie theater, yep. house kind of the middle point. We go into the movie tavern. They got to go again. So we go to the bathroom, and we go into the theater. Come out, come home, can't find Banky anywhere. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to call the movie tavern. It, it has to be there because I swear I remember having it and setting it down in the bathroom. Long story short, we leave. We're home. Can't find it. I call the movie tavern back, and the woman was like, the theater that you were in, in 45 minutes, the movie ends. If you want to come back, I'll go through the theater with you. We'll find it. I went back. We go through the theater. Couldn't find it. I go through the bathroom that we were in. Couldn't find it. I noticed the trash can was empty, and I said, hey, is there any chance somebody may have thrown it away? And she said, well, maybe. I am out back. Oh, in no. 18-degree weather. Oh. <laughs> wind searching through the trash can of the movie tavern. At one point, you did say, long story short, (laughs) did you not? Um, And then you're supposed to do the resolution right there. Well, he's got the the cell is 18-degree weather. It's pretty heavy duty. So So you're going through the trash. You dug around in there for a while. How long did you dig around? Uh, Well, just the six and a 
two-and-a-half-hour process from the time we lost it to the time we found it. Oh, oh my God. I dug in the trash can for over 45 minutes. I am covered in different trash juices. <laughs> Ew. That stuff was nasty. My wife calls me as I'm in the third dumpster and says, guess what I found? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> found it. Found it. Found Behind the bed? Behind the bed. So when you was home the yeah, time. yeah, yeah. I to go to the bathroom. I guess she went to her bedroom, set it down. We left. I didn't realize she didn't have it. She didn't realize she didn't have it. And <laughs> yeah, needless to say, it took me like two days of scrubbing to get that smell off. Oh, I'm sure, man. Yeah, if you're dumpster diving, man, you put wow. in your due, your due diligence. Uh, how old is she now? This was this just this last Christmas Eve? No, she's nine now. Oh, she's nine. You remind her of when Daddy went digging through the trash for Banky? Every time we go to the... Thank you very much. All right. Appreciate it. At least you got that out of it. Something you can hold over your kid's head. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. Let me go to some people who have uh, misplaced something, and uh, then they found it, and it was pretty obvious. Let me go to Zach. Hey, Zach, good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good, buddy. You're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, a couple years ago, my fiance and I were driving home from Virginia, and we're about two hours into our drive... And my fiance starts freaking out, going, "Hey, uh, 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 babe, I, I can't find my keys anywhere. I don't know where I put them. I think I might have left them at the rest stop." I looked at her. I went, "We're driving. <laughs> We're driving." We're driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We're driving. <laughs> how how do you think the car has been engaged oh, if you don't excellent. have the keys? That's good. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I like it. Well, Zach. you you have the classic one at the resort, the sunglasses. Oh my Where God. you're just so sure. We're in Mexico, and I'm I come walking. I'm looking for my glasses. <laughs> I can't find them anywhere. I'm they're really good glasses, and I come, and you guys are on the pool. I'm like. Who is the dead man that took my sunglasses? <laughs> like, they're on your face, man. They weren't even on my forehead, you know, sitting yeah. up, which might be excusable. They were uh-huh. on my eyes. <laughs> I just didn't know it was tinted that I was looking. <laughs> that the world was tinted. Come on. The uh, sun's going down. We're going to lose light. Uh, uh, let me go to let me go to Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Morning, guys. So Hi. this happened this past Christmas. Okay. My, my son got a gift card, like an Xbox card, a $100 one. You know, Christmas is crazy. Paper all over the floor. Everything's cleaned up. We're looking for it. Ends up being a battle with the house. We're all yelling at each other. You were supposed to put it up, blah, blah, blah. Well, two days later, there it was up on the shelf so we wouldn't lose it. Yep. Yep. Oh, that where it was, yeah, we won't lose it. Let's put it here. And then you forget yeah, that you exactly. put it there. And the thing is, is that and you have. Started it, talking to each other again. Yeah, you, yeah. you always. I, I have certain places that are my that I force myself to put things where yep. I know these are my landing points in the house. Yep. And and try not to do it. My my wife is a little bit more scattered. Oh my god. With that, so so the the other day, Preston, I come home, she can't find her phone. I can't find my phone. I can't. I, I know it's somewhere in the house. She had gotten a pocketbook for Christmas, and she oh. was checking out the whether it would hold her phone. Yep. And so when she put it up in her closet, so did you try calling your phone? And then there it was, but she never would have thought of that. Yeah, I do the pat down too, Steve. So it's keys, wallet, yeah. um, and phone, right? Yeah, That's yeah. It. Those are the three essentials. Um, I went to see the Struts over the holiday break with uh, one Pierre Robert. And uh, we had dinner before. The master of organization. Oh, my God. So he walks in. He's distraught. He, he's completely distracted because he had lost his wallet. And um, and so we're at dinner, and we're going to go to the show, and he got flowers for the band, and it was one thing after another. And Pierre, it, to his credit, is a very generous and decent person, but he wanted to take everybody out for dinner, couldn't right. do it because he lost his wallet. 
And uh, so we go to the show. We're, we're, he kind of puts it behind him, and he's having a good time. We're enjoying ourselves. After the show ends, we, we're lucky enough to go back, say hi to the band, chat with Luke a little bit. There's a, a chat with the openers. Go outside. Get in, in Pierre's car. We're going to be done for the night. And uh, he says, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for my wallet one last time. He goes to the entrance of the Fillmore at the back <laughs> gate. The wallet was sitting on the ground. It had been there <gasps> the entire night. Oh, my God. <laughs> the entire night. It's sitting on the sidewalk. So sometimes these things come back to you. Sometimes they're sitting on the sidewalk outside in Philadelphia wow. for five hours. I mean, right. we know about his luggage, oh, you know, which God. that's went into the ether. Is that an endearing quality about him? Because uh, I, 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 I... It depends I don't, on... I don't think it is. <laughs> it, it can I be... mean, the, the stories are funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, but... He doesn't no. find it endearing. He, it really frustrates him. It, it drives him crazy. Yeah, it frustrates that, He has that tile app, that, you know, and he puts yeah. the little tile thing on his phone and in his car and the things that he... That he tends to lose, uh, he gets frustrated by his own misgivings. Um, but it's you know it's just what, him too. It's what he is, and yeah. that's uh, so that's part of the deal. I, I, he's frustrated. That's why he hires. He actually hires like a like a woman to come in and organize his life. Yeah, my my buddy Rick was that way. Uh, every time we would pick him up to go out, he would get in the car, and then we would start pulling away. He's like, "Oh, I forgot my wallet." <laughs> so then after, I mean, so we were aware of this. So he would get in the car, and I would say, "All right, do you have your wallet?" <laughs> Yep, got it. Do uh, you have your phone? I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time, yeah. it was something like I that. I do. In case yeah. you don't carry a wallet, Nick, you do? Uh, I, I carry a wallet. Uh, credit cards and license and cash. Okay. Yeah. But in your back pocket? Nope, no, front no. pocket. That's where I keep my hummus. If you're a wallet carrier, I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys do this in your front, but do you, when you're out in public or traveling or whatever, do you nonchalantly just do a little knock with your hand? Yes. Against yeah. it, yep. yeah, just to make sure it's there? Yep. So I, yep. I keep my, my stuff loose, you know, not in a wallet, but that's always, you know, in, in the pocket, and you just do a quick brush press, and oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Same with the phone. And you don't want to be too obvious about it either to alert people that, you know, you're looking for money that's or whatever actually it may be. why I don't keep it in my back pocket, because I always heard it was easier to lift out of your back pocket than out of your yeah, front. Yeah, it is. So I yeah. keep it in my front. So what I do, though, is I do this move to distract so people don't know that's where I'm keeping my money. I will actually pull out my penis. And I'll, pull <laughs> out, I'll pull that to the right and Too I'll busy brush. Looking so at they're looking Johnson. at that. But what, my... Is this guy pleasuring himself? No, no, no. The laugh's on you. I'm checking for my, my money. <laughs> my wallet is very small and compact, though, right? It just It's like basically a money clip with like a little, you know, slots for my cards and license okay. and stuff like that. So it fits into my, you know, front left pocket easily, and it's not like big and bulky, but I yeah. go front right pocket. See, front right pocket is where I like to keep my hummus. <laughs> I keep my hummus in my back pocket. Uh, listen to each his own. Yeah. You know, we all have our own system. It's, what, what, Why would you keep you the- why, why would you keep your hummus in your back pocket? Because so the, the pita <laughs> is up front, okay, yeah. oh, closer right. to my junk, which is warmer. But when you sit down, the, doesn't the hummus fly out the it back? It squirts up, yeah, but I, okay. I, you know. Where he likes it. <laughs> and listen, that's the way you do it. That's, yeah. You do you. I want to go to I'm, I'm living my best life. <laughs> I want to go to Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Good morning. Hey, guys. I just want to let you know I keep my hummus in my butthole. In your butthole? See, we hadn't even thought about that. Interesting. That's good. You can just squirt it out whenever you need it. It looks like a dispenser. Yep, exactly. Wow, you're an innovator. I'm going to fart. Get your pita quickly. All right, tell us us the story about your pillow. Okay, her name is Baby, first off. (laughs) Baby? I never got more creative with that. I've been waiting for someone I know to call me because everybody knows about her. Oh. DJ Tanner had her in her room. They're pillow people from the 80s. Oh, okay. Pillow people. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. I still have it. 32 years old. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I went to Atlantic City tripping. 
My girl. <laughs> wow. right. With your right. DJ Tanner doll. Yeah. All right, so you're in, in AC butthole. tripping, and what happened? And they threw her out. I mean, she does just look like a rag. We left her in the room after we checked out, and then we went back. And we're like, oh, my God, you don't understand. My mom called from Darby. <laughs> I was like, you have find her baby. You don't understand. <laughs> they couldn't find it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I dumpster dived on acid in Atlantic City, but I found it. Oh, good. Wow. You know, I think, honestly, I think that was an episode of Full House. I dumpster dive <laughs> like on DJ Wasn't there where, where DJ goes dumpster acid? diving on acid? In Atlantic City. In Atlantic City. Yeah, that's the name of your autobiography, by the way. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh, my God. So did you, no, it should be titled this. Baby, my pillow person, and then yeah. uh, Colin. I on went, a, how I dumpster dove on acid, on acid in Atlantic City. Did it enhance City. the experience at all? Uh, well, I honestly thought my ex-boyfriend was going to call because he was with me when we did it. But I'll tweet you guys a picture of her. Yeah, please. When I was a baby with her, and now. So, right. uh, uh, and you have it now, though. You found it. Yeah. Oh, uh, she's on my bed right now. There you go. All right. So she, it's where she keeps her acid. So you're tripping. You're digging through this dumpster. You find it. Did you find it? Uh, actually, <clears throat> my ex-boyfriend found it. And don't ask me about how long we were diving because. <laughs> We were on acid. This yeah, time. I mean, time time is just a... Right. You have no idea. Yeah, time is just a, a construct. A construct, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No idea. Alyssa, this is one of my most favorite stories yeah. I've ever heard on this show. Because it combines the, the poignant oh, sweetness of youth yes. with an, and a lost doll and uh, the delirium of acid. And, acid. and being yeah, in a dumpster in a dumpster. Atlantic City. Yeah. Darby, that there was any acid involved in the storm. <laughs> oh, my wow. Yes, I, my daughter's on acid in your dumpster looking for a dog. Could you help her out? Stop that down. It's just like her. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, hallucinogens in Atlantic City aren't like, I don't think they, they don't, go well That's together. not a good match, right? No. <laughs> no. We, oh, I'm uh, glad you got your doll back. Uh, Alyssa, that's awesome. Yes, please tweet a picture uh, at us about that, okay? Okay, I definitely will. All right, see you later. Oh, I, that's a winner. God, that's phenomenal. And, and she keeps hummus in her butthole, so <laughs> that was great. <laughs> What's not to love about Alyssa? Yeah. We need to meet her in person. Why would that boyfriend ever break up with her? There's a lot of calls. Casey, I have a question. Should we keep going or no, do we need we, to take a break? We need to take a break. Damn. Tell me, tell me when. Um, like now or do mm, I have time for another call? All right. Do you see a call that you love? I need to go through. There's so many on here. It's, uh, I'd have to scan them and pick one. Uh, let me see here. Um, blah, 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 blah. man, there's a lot of them. Um, um I would go, if you were going to take a call, I would yep. take line seven. Okay. Line seven. Let me do that. I'm taking Casey's advice. I'm going to go to Matt. Hey, Matt. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. You're the best. Thanks, oh, bud. Appreciate too. it. All right. What's your story here? Does it have to do with the misplacing something or? Well, when I was a kid, my, our very first pet we had was an orange cat named Han Solo. And Han Solo <laughs> went missing, and we were pretty <laughs> devastated about it. And my parents came home and told me they had found Han Solo. And they opened the box, and there was another orange cat inside this box. They were trying to pass him off as Han Solo. <gasps> and I, I don't know who they thought they were kidding. I mean, that's the, it was, it was obviously not my cat. He, he ran into the corner closet and hid in the closet. It wouldn't come out. And uh, somebody opened the, the front door, and he, he bolted out. He only lasted about 20 minutes, I think, in our house. But I don't, how, I don't know, how old were you, Matt? Probably five or six. Old enough to believe my parents whenever yeah. they told me something. Yeah. Uh, Is it possible yeah. they were doing acid? <laughs> they could have been, maybe, uh, or, yeah. Uh, you know, that's... This makes puts me in mind of uh, Meet the Parents, oh. you know, with Jinxie the Cat, you yeah, know, and replacing and, and My Blue Heaven with the turtle. It actually yeah, was yeah. 
dropped into the dis- garbage disposal. <laughs> right. Uh, wow. So, so Matt, did you guys, did they end up getting rid of the cat, passing it on to somebody else? I, I don't know. All these years, I still don't know the truth. If they knew that Han Solo may have been dead in the first place, and, and he might have died, and, and they didn't want to just tell, tell me straight out. Uh, you, so you never heard the full yeah. story. Han Solo, yeah. we, we, we know for a fact that Han Solo is dead at this point. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Wow. Okay. Uh, and, your, and your parents never fessed up on the story? No, I, you know, I'll have to go back and ask him, first of all, what were they thinking about it? <laughs> but whether he was bad, if they thought maybe, I mean, oh, maybe they're, they're a little funny. Maybe they thought they'd they're a little funny. All right, thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Yeah, wow. We have two elves on the shelf because um, Marty Christmas, uh, he uh, he was busy the following year after he made his first appearance. So okay. then, um, but Stanley Johnson showed up, and Stanley Johnson looked nothing like Marty Christmas, and the kids noticed that immediately. Right, so you give them proper names? Is that what I'm... I don't give that's the kids. Oh, that's okay. What their names their name are. Is, uh, I thought they all looked identical. Yeah, they don't. Okay. No, Stanley Johnson has a tan. Oh, interesting. Uh, is that a George Hamilton doll? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> George Hamilton elf. George Hamilton on the shelf. Wow, interesting. And listen, we could we could revisit this any time because people have loads of stories. Uh, but uh, the the important thing is this girl. Uh, br- uh, Brianna Ramirez, 13 years old. She has a brain uh, condition. She's had all these surgeries, and she got her Minnie Mouse back, but it turns out, at least what we heard, that it was actually at the house the whole time. That's fine. I'm just happy that she got the... Yeah, the yeah. It's happened, As you can tell, it's happened to many people, that type of Of thing. course. Wow. And some on acid, too. We're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to check in with the Fox 29 crew on Good Day. I got some great Bizarre file stories there coming up as well, and ample opportunities for you to win cash on the show this morning. We'll get you the details in a little bit. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2020. Shot on location at the Met, Philadelphia. 12 magnificent months featuring the most gorgeous girls and our loveliest listeners. On sale now for just 15 bucks in the MMR Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Order by this Friday to have it in time for the holidays. Or get your hands on a free copy at an upcoming calendar raid while meeting the girls and members of the show. Details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Thank you, Kathy. In just a little bit, we are going to have your chance to win $1,000. It's MMR's Easy Money, which yep. started this past Monday. We do this five times a day, Monday through Friday. We'll give you a word. And I've got special text numbers and different ways for you to send that word back to us. And at some point, uh, we're going to have a $1,000 winner this morning. Uh, So get yourself ready for that. And the cash doesn't stop there because coming up at 930, we're going to ask a question about uh, the Dr. Oz show, which you can uh, see on Fox 29, by the way. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day in just a moment. That's at 930. So hopefully you watched that show yesterday. So a bunch of money going out today. Here we go on Fox Good Day. All right, let's talk to... uh... Preston and Steve, I'm just trying Happy to Happy New Year, think. guys. Happy New Year. Happy, yeah, New, Happy Year. New Year. Of uh, the four guys in the room there, you got Preston and Steve, you got Nick and Casey Boy. Which of the four of you would have a man cave? Ooh. Preston? Um, a man cave. Uh, I don't necessarily have a man cave. I have my kind of, I'm, I'm a drummer, I'm a musician, so I've got okay. my, I've got my conservatory. I have my little area uh, that is all <laughs> music, but I would, I wouldn't call it a man cave of sorts. Okay. Anybody a else? A man area? 
a man section? <laughs> no, anybody can jump in there and jam if they want. I, I mean, so I, I have my bi curious room, <laughs> oh, um, sure. which uh, <laughs> right. has all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I have oh, what goodness. I have is my I have my um, like a, 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 my movie, my home theater room, the media room, which is you know, which is kind of where I my I go and watch my movies and and that sort of thing. So that's close. Yeah, that's yeah. close, right? But not yeah, the, but the traditional. Can go in there. I, I when I think of a man cave, I think of like like sports stuff and it's it, yeah. you can right. go cocoon yourself away from the rest of the house and it's not that my case your, your can collection on the wall my right. beer cans right. and my marlboro uh, jackets on yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no All right, uh, nick uh, oh so okay. well no I, I wish i i did i mean it'd be cool to have something like that um uh, you know, but i but i don't i do have a she shed uh, in the back you know but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no i don't have the man cave do you mike no no, not at all. His whole place is a man cave. Yeah, he lives by himself. Yeah. So his whole place is a man cave. See, I don't have to get away from anybody because I only live with myself. I'm trying to get away from myself. But no, <laughs> Just I don't need a man cave. It's my whole apartment. Well, Casey, you, uh, do you have... You're... No, I don't. Um, and, uh... Like, any time I try and set up a place for myself, the family takes over anyway. So like, <laughs> you just lose it by yeah. default. I, I guess to, to go uh, and be alone for a little while would be kind of my music area. I just never would uh, categorize it as a man cave. Your space. bathroom. You have a rock and roll bathroom. You have a rock and roll bathroom, yeah. and I do spend time in there by myself. And the, uh, I did hear some uh, th- thumping noises coming out of your bathroom. <laughs> I was rocking out. Um, <laughs> But the question is, are man caves really necessary? Then it sounds like you guys don't really no. have a full-on man cave. So should it even be a thing? I, I, sure. I we were just talking about this. I, I think it, that that whole man cave thing has lost its its uh, its luster. It yeah, I think you yes. know mm. uh, where you where you just really want to go into complete isolation. If you had the space for it, then yeah, then uh, why not? Yeah, well, why not? Uh, you know, if you're if if, if you're if you have to sacrifice something. You know, from the whole family in order to have a man cave, then no. But if you have the room, you have the space, and you can do it, why not? I mean, do the kids really need to go to college is the question you have to ask <laughs> no, yourself. No, no. <laughs> Kath, what do you think? Uh, you know, I'm okay with a, a man cave. I mean, this is on the opposite side, but I would love someday to have a craft and wrapping room. That's, yep. what, I'm, that's what I'm gearing <laughs> for. How about a Kim Kardashian butt room? She's got one of those. You know, she she has she does. She has a whole, as she calls it, her butt she room. Has a wing. Yes, yeah, a wing. So. I mean, I'd also love a wing. If yeah, yeah. Just one out there. <laughs> but here's the: I think people think that now it's now it's sexist. Why did a man need to get away and decompress in a home? Well, hence hence the, hence the she shed concept. You know, right. the, yeah, uh, the, the yeah, that whole deal. I, I, to me, I just think I, I have two rooms in the house that I have full sway over, which is my own, my own bedroom yeah. and and the, the media room. So. Okay, so it's it, to hide from the raging woman on the inside. <laughs> is it the rest? It's okay. Of, is it the rest of the house? The the woman room, like. You know what I mean? Like, no, because that's where she's doing the cooking and the cleaning and putting everything together and helping with the homework. Alex, are you saying that. that the woman belongs in the kitchen? <laughs> no. I think that's what you're I saying. I think that's what she just said. I think so. Alex is Alex. the person to say that. <laughs> there you go. I'm just saying. Because that's why, yeah. I'm just going to be, a, be As they say, be a cook in the kitchen and be a cook in the bedroom. Right, Kathy? <laughs> That's, right. That's why Where's I have a hot plate room? in my bedroom. <laughs> uh, it's just be a rule. If you're going to have a man cave, then you should be able to have a she chef. Oh, of course. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or a Equal bi-curious room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Room. Right. Uh, thank you. We'll see you next week. Uh, All right. Good day, everybody. All right. It is uh, January the 8th, twenty. Take care, guys. All right. It is what, Kathy? No, I was going to say, I, I had a hard time just even establishing a, a chair, like a, a, a seat in my in my house you know for like, you exclusively yeah so when i come yeah. into a room it's like that's that's daddy's seat yeah right. that's where dad daddy gets to sit because my right. dad had the, the, the recliner was his yeah. if i was sitting in the recliner all comfy and stuff like that and he came into the room it's like okay 
I'm, I'm up. You sit in your seat, and I'll go find another yeah, place. Yeah, it wasn't off limits for other people, but when it is time for you, mm-hmm. to, everybody knows that's dad's. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. It's totally fine. But, but you couldn't hang on to that? They no, were... no, I'm trying to. Okay. Um, sometimes I have to fight for it. All right. Is there a particular <laughs> napkin you get to use? Uh, yeah, whatever one I, I pick out of the napkin holder. That one's mine. This right. is mine. Listen, it's 8 o'clock. We got to do this. 93.3 WMMR. Easy money. Oh, yeah. It's easy, all right. All you got to do is enter this word, and the word is play. P-L-A-Y. We have a few different ways to do this, but I want to remind you, you have until 8.15 to enter the word play via text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or you can enter using the MMR mobile app or the contest page at WMMR.com. You'll be entered for a $10,000 grand prize. So you pick the way you want to do it and just sit back and get ready because if we call you and you're randomly selected in this Beasley Nationwide contest, you win $1,000. Complete contest rules are available at WMMR.com. Good luck from Meineke and MMR. Once again, the word is play. P-L-A-Y. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, let's dive into some stories. I got I got some wild ones for you today. We're going to start with this guy, Adam Martin. He was on death's door after what's called endocarditis had left him fighting for his life. This infection of the inner lining of the heart chambers and valves occurs when germs from another part of the body spread through the bloodstream and damage the heart. Oh, boy. Now, doctors quizzed him about a possible cause, and he can only think of one culprit, and it was traced back to late September when he shared a bag of popcorn with his wife, Helen, while watching a movie. Oh, no. The infection was caused by his constant poking and prodding at a piece of popcorn lodged between his teeth. (laughs) Martin told his medical team that he used items I found lying around, an open pen cap, a toothpick, a piece of wire, and even a nail in a desperate attempt to dislodge the stubborn hull. One tool he didn't use was a dentist, (laughs) and that's what he should have done. A week later... Martin was suffering night sweats, fatigue, headaches, and eventually a heart murmur, which are all signs of the infection. Jeez. He said, the doctors told me if I hadn't gone to my personal doctor when I did, that I could have been dead within three days. Uh, most people die when they are at 350 on an infection scale. He said, I was at 340. The infection had eaten my heart valves oh. completely. Oh, my. Jesus Christ. He said, I'm never eating popcorn again. That's <laughs> for sure. But he admits that if I had gone to a dentist in the first place, then none of this would have happened. The popcorn stuck between molars on the left side of his mouth, plagued him for three days. But no matter how hard he tried, he couldn't dig it out. A week later, he developed what he thought was a cold, which grew into what was assumed to be the flu on October 7th. He went uh, went to his family doctor who had diagnosed a mild heart murmur, sent him for blood tests and x-rays. Both came back showing nothing more than slightly raised inflammation markers. He was sent home with a medication, but a few days later, he was still experiencing flu-like symptoms. He also developed a blood blister on his toe, which was later diagnosed as Janeway, a Janeway lesion, an external indication of infective endocarditis. God! Carditis. So endocarditis can lead to bacteria spreading through the bloodstream and damaging areas in the heart. If treated is de- treatment is delayed, uh, endocarditis can damage and destroy heart valves. Alternately, sleeping too much and dealing with intense leg pain 
He finally went to the hospital. The muscle ache in his leg turned out to be an infected clot blocking his femoral artery, which required a five-hour operation to clear. He was treated with medications to fight infection, but chest scans revealed his heart had been severely damaged and would need emergency surgery. He had a seven-hour open-heart surgery to replace his aortic valve and repair his mitral valve so as well. all this from improperly uh, removing or attempting to remove that piece of popcorn. Correct. Uh, he made a quick recovery following a surgery and returned home to Helen and their three kids. But that's a cautionary tale. What's your go-to removal right device when you have stuff stuck between your teeth? It all depends. I mean, like, uh, if, I, if I don't have it, I try my laminate here that I <laughs> yeah, have. It depends on you what do that. tooth because that can fit through some of them. Yeah. But the tighter spots, you got to get a toothpick. I keep an HIV-tainted hypodermic here. Good, good yeah, call yeah. on that. A pet owner was left stunned when he tried to show off his goldfish to his new date. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Only to discover, no. <laughs> Only to discover a giant spider was hauling it out of its pond. Chilling photos show the huge nursery web spider with a helpless Cleo dangling out of its jaws while carrying it up a sheer wall. God, there's something about insects. I know. The terrifying moment was captured by tour guide Jeremy Shalwich, who had taken Athena Yellis to see the fish in his pond in uh, Baberton, Barberton, South Africa. Of course. Jeremy claims that he was watching in awe as the arachnid lowering itself into a pool while clinging onto the edge and then hauling its prey up the wall using a combination of its fangs and front legs. Uh, He was blown away by the crazy moment as he believes the fish was double the weight of the determined predator, uh, so he couldn't couldn't resist capturing photos of the bizarre sight. Uh, It's pretty wild looking. The fish is huge compared to the size of the spider. But it goes to our thing about how just methodically robotic those, you know, nature is brutal, man. Yep, agreed. A 38-year-old woman may have spent days trapped inside a clothing donation bin in Patterson, New Jersey, before she was rescued by firefighters on Monday. Kathy had this, like, the headline popped up on her news feed yesterday. Uh, The police said, uh, we don't know uh, factually when she went into the bin, but she said that she was there since Friday. Uh, The woman told police she was reaching inside the bin behind an apartment building when someone pushed her from behind. And it wasn't that, it wasn't one of those like enormous bins. Oh, okay. I mean, it was big, but it wasn't those huge ones that you see. Right, that was the size of a dumpster. But listen to this there's more on the story. Firefighters doubted her story, saying (laughs) that they've rescued her from the same bin at least twice. Oh, really? Before, yes. Mm. Uh, It's possible she climbed inside, the police officer said. Why she would have done that, we do not know. One person is inside the bin. Uh, Once a person is inside the bin, it's nearly impossible to get out due to the configuration of the sliding door in the box. Oh. A person passing the donation box at about 11.30 a.m. on Monday heard the woman crying for help from inside and called 911. Well, they did treat her for, like, frostbite and stuff, so she was... Is oh there, yeah, is she she's not homeless. This she's woman? not lying about that. Now that I don't know, Kath. I've always wondered, honestly, passing those things. If someone was really out in the conditions and needed, if you could get in there, uh, you know, because that, but that slot is on an angle. Well, I was curious of all the all the clothing in right. there. You, if you'd be able to cover yourself Stuff up with them and be warm and stay warm because your body heat and yeah. you're all insulated. I guess it's not. Like, kind of like an igloo system. Yeah, maybe not. Like you said, though, Kathy, this was small. This is not one where. Right, You'd like have those... a whole lot of stuff to right. bundle up in. Uh, but uh, when firefighters uh, found her, the woman complained of feeling cold and numbness in her legs. She suffered from being in the inclement weather, from being in the cold. And, yeah, she did have some frostbite. They warmed her up and they released her, by the way. So, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, an infant who... All right, to see if you can follow this story. An all infant right. who went 
missing last week, was found safe a day after the child's mother was admitted to emergency care with an arrow stuck in her butt. Oh, my God. Uh, The Durango Police Department found the 10-month-old girl with Dustin Alt early Friday at the Super 8 Motel. Now, Alt was arrested on accusations of violating a restraining order meant to keep him away from the child. Alt's arrest stemmed from the... From Delta County, where the sheriff's office accused him of domestic violence, three violations of protective orders, and some other charges. The sheriff's office also accused Alt of violating a custody order relating to parental responsibilities, meaning he had no parental responsibilities with the child. Now, Cameo Calger, the infant's 21-year-old mother, was being somewhat uncooperative on Thursday morning after she was admitted to the hospital's emergency room. Law enforcement is investigating her relationship with Alt and how an arrow became stuck in her buttocks. Police impounded the vehicle that Alt was driving and took him to the county jail where he remained as of Monday morning. Formal charges had not been filed as of Monday. So, say, baby, he up for a little William Tell? I don't know what the hell happened there. All right, and we have to wrap it up right there, my friends. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, uh, okay. Uh, Marissa just brought this over. Um, The gal, was it Allison who called her? Alyssa. Who called in earlier to tell us that she was she went dumpster diving on acid in Atlantic City <laughs> yeah. to find her uh, pillow person <laughs> that she had had since the 1980s, and she has a picture of her as a child with it and what it looks like now. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God. It I looks like it's away. been in the dumpster for 40 years. It looks like a nutsack. Oh, my God. She probably should have left it in the dumpster. <laughs> That's hilarious. That story was awesome, by Could the that way. cute little child sitting next to that brand new pillow person have ever thought they'd be in a dumpster on acid looking to retrieve it? No, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what. Her mother looked at that photo and said, I never thought she'd be on acid in a dumpster looking for a pillow person. Okay. No wow. Man. All right. Well, thank you, Alyssa. That was... <laughs> That was a hell of a story. We appreciate it. And she keeps hummus in her butt. She was telling us that, too. All right. Uh, Speaking of outrageous stories, if you did not hear the segment the other day with Lenny Dykstra in the studio, you got to check the podcast out. Or you can also see the Daily Rush video, which is now available. And uh, the description is, Lenny Dykstra shares some wild stories about losing his teeth Doing drugs with Charlie Sheen. Oh, and baseball, too. I would suggest uh, going in with an open mind. Because people, I think, respond when they see his name one way or the other. And I understand that response. But take a listen to it. Watch the video. See what you think afterwards. Oh, yeah. Because I I, kind of came around on Lenny a little bit after having him here. I loved it. I I, really did, too. I thought it was a great segment. I sent it to my friend who uh, worked with the Phillies organization for a while. And he just said, that was awesome. Nice. (laughs) Uh, You can watch the Daily Rush video now at PrestonandSteve.com. Sponsored by Punch. Lime Philly Comedy Club, Restaurant, and Bar. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Don't forget, you got three minutes roughly left uh, to enter the word play for easy money. Good luck to you, my friend. We still got more cash to give away this morning. We'll be back in just a few. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. 
get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Wednesday, so we got a secret text word, text word, secret to 39333. And you might win a four-pack of tickets to check out Temple as they take on Tulane Saturday at noon at uh, the Lee Course Center. And by the way, it's uh, Dollar Dog Night, so all hot dogs at the game are only a dollar. Visit owlsticks.com, by the way. Speaking of hot dogs, you guys hungry? Could yes! I, I got some good eats for you this morning. It's time to clean your plate with a master of all things food. It's the connoisseur. <laughs> I think you're going to like some of these stories I have this morning. Um, I think it's safe to say we're all dessert fans here. Yes, sadly. Uh, I, know, I know. Limited, limited though, but I, I my um, resolve withers in the face of like fresh chocolate chip cookies and some other things. How about at a, at a restaurant after dinner? And then yes. they come around and then... If they come by with the little shot glasses of dessert stuff. Or if they if they wheel out the <laughs> dessert cart. <sighs> I'm a sucker. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. an absolute sucker now. It all depends on... If I've already overeaten, then I'll say, dude, I can't eat anymore. Forget about it. But... There are occasions where I'm like, yeah, let's let's. Life or, or, is too short. Or, let's make it shorter. Or if with it, when I've been with a, a, a like, if it's a three couple thing, sometimes <sighs> we'll just say, say like, we'll take one of everything. Let's and just get pass, it. We'll just pass it and pass the plates around, spoons, and then puke buckets, please. Uh, if you think you always seem to have room for dessert, science have has proved that uh, you're correct. And Penn State University researchers say that it's due. To a sensory-specific satiety, or satiety, I'm not sure how you pronounce this. As in satiate? I guess so. S-A-T-I-E-T-Y. So satiety? Uh, Yeah, I looked up the pronunciations. It's satiety. Uh, So basically, the more you eat of something, the less you like it Hmm. at that time. Okay. So so you're filling up on it. Yes. And so your taste kind of... uh, you, 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 that feeling translates into feeling full, it says here. So the more you eat it, the less you like it. But the reality is that I just you are only done with that particular flavor or texture. That means another different food could still be appealing, which explains why you have extra room for dessert, even if you previously felt oh. full. Huh. So, um, I yes, no, I can completely understand that. So you've had a meal, say so you've had a meal that you really enjoyed, and you say, okay, I, I feel full. However, that devil's food cake looks really good. Yeah. So I because would, it's something different. I would imagine this plays into overeating, too. Like, you're almost yes. your body tricking you. When yeah. was the last time you ate? Because uh, I, I don't anymore, to, to the point where you're like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. man, I did it recently. Did it, you? It, it was at a restaurant, and it was a great meal uh, topped by a great dessert. And I regretted it afterwards. I regretted it at, like, Three in the morning. I think, Casey, actually, you and I were talking about it maybe a week or two afterwards because we both had a terrible night's sleep yeah. because we had both overeaten and both gotten desserts either the same night or one night after the other or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I loved every second of the dessert. Of course. And then at three I'm... in the morning, I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> you're, you're, you're paying for it. But I, like, I, I've come I've come close over the holidays. You know, New Year's Eve, we were at the Mashalo and I had a, a, a great meal. And then uh, my wife made a great meal for, for uh, Christmas, uh, which was great. But... Um, yeah, I, I I try because of that feeling because yeah. that because uh, you, you feel like you've you've slept with a a, a sulfitic hooker, right? Yeah, I ate I ate too much on Sunday. We were at uh, the King of Prussia Mall, uh, and 
Uh, we were hungry. It was dinner time. We're like, let's just get something to eat here. And we wanted to do sit down. So we went to the Grand Lux. You know that? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I like it there. Yeah. Really good. It right? is nice. Yeah. And I was starving. Uh, and the food was really good. So and you overate. I just kept on eating. Yeah. Even though I'm like, I've eaten too much. You feel like, I'm having a little bit more. <laughs> you feel like Mr. Creosote. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right? <laughs> it's only wet off him. And what time of day was it? Uh, it, it was just before our conference calls. It was around okay. five forty-five, something like that. So at least you had a little time to digest before bed, but not, yeah, okay. it was right. Could before I bed. please have one more piece of cake? But I did, <laughs> did not dive. Or could you put some pudding on top? Of I did not dive in for dessert, though. I have a hard time saying no when bread pudding is part of the dessert <laughs> yeah. uh, menu. Bread pudding, I dear love it. God. That is that. It's another one. Creme brulee is pretty easy to go to because it 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 seems so light. Yeah, it's, it's not much. It's just a little bit. It has this light clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you break through the ice and look at this soft wonderfulness underneath. Meanwhile, it's a thousand fifteen hundred calories. Actually, you actually it's two hundred calories just looking at it on the yeah, menu. You're right, you're right. <laughs> Uh, so the theory is though that this sensory suspe- specific satiety satiety. Uh, evolved to force us to try new foods and therefore increasing the chance of us getting all the nutrients we need to be healthy. I tell you what, <laughs> I'm more a creature of habit as far as what I eat. I, I, I now have uh, certain things in my circle of um, go-tos, and that's pretty much it. I don't jump out of that often. Uh, in this case, does dessert at any level serve a good purpose for your health? In other words, is there anything dessert no. provides? Mental health, maybe. I don't yeah, know. That, that, yeah, that's right. it. yeah. Just being good to yourself. Uh, maybe the uh, the endorphins you get from chocolate. There's there's some yeah. something. Well, we know chocolate has benefits to it. Yes, yeah, yeah. like a dark chocolate has uh, some sort of chemicals that are similar in ways to to pot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyhow, if 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 it seems like you always will go for dessert. Uh, it's because of that reason. You actually do have a little bit of room left. Have you ever heard Greg Giraldo's bid on, did you save a, save a little room for dessert <laughs> so, right, for, so I can cram some more food into your fat yeah, face? Uh, yep. uh, speaking of dessert, let's uh, let's go somewhere else. We'll go to Cookies. Cookies? Yeah. The connoisseur knows what hits me in the pleasure zone. So... Girl Scout cookie season is apparently right up on us. And girls, when does it officially start? I'm not sure. I just got order forms sent to me. It okay. starts in wow. January. Okay. Girl Scouts USA has announced a new cookie for 2020. I think their new cookies are, um, they're not bad. They're just, they're not as good as the, um, uh, the old the standards. Yeah. You're an official spokesman. Well, that's well, why yeah. they're the standards, though. Yeah. They're, that, they're that great, you know? So they keep trying to find some some stuff that maybe will stick. If not, it's uh, it's something new for you to try. You're not a fan of the tripe cookie? <laughs> no. Tripe. I think, would they have, like, a s'mores cookie last year or something like that? I don't know. Uh, I'm nothing, not sure. To me, nothing beats the uh, Thin Mint or Samoa. Thin, thin Mint. So you probably won't like this, but they're called Lemon Ups. Uh, I do like lemon desserts. I don't, yeah, I like lemon cookies. Yeah. I like lemon pie. Uh, they describe the lemon up as a crispy lemon cookie with uplifting messages baked into them, such as, I'm a leader and I'm a go-getter. And uh, go to hell. Which are just two of eight possible messages that you could get. Uh, so lemon ups are what they're going to be. Uh, I had a lemon thing that was really, oh yeah, man, it was. they were called lemoncello covered almonds. 
Uh, and it was like a, a lemon and vanilla and almond thing. Really, really So, good. Preston, the, uh, the, the restaurant you were talking about prior to Christmas that had all the lights around all the branches? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. William oh, yeah. Penn in? William Penn They, they yeah. sent a couple of tins of cookies. They did? Uh, they yeah. did. What? <laughs> you had because, because we mentioned it on air. They sent over as a care package uh, two tins of cookies and some zucchini bread. With the oh. express ex- instructions, keep them away from Nick. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, but it was like it was like the last day before we were leaving. Oh. Yeah, and uh, well, so we should mention them again. Skated <laughs> it out of here. Oh, but okay. but the, they they had lemon cookies. I love lemon yeah. cookies. that were very good. I'd like yeah. to try those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I have the tin at home. I'll, I'll okay. I'll bring some in for you. So you'd like, like to try a Lamborghini too? <laughs> I did say that. Uh, the Girl Scouts will officially start taking orders sometime this month. It says so. You may want to try the uh, the lemon up. I've noticed, Preston, that they also the onslaught of um, requests from coworkers for Girl Scout purchases, Girl Scout cookies, Girl Scout purchases of the only illegal events weird uh, would be uh, have diminished. Is there more of like an online component to that stuff now, or I think or a lot the- of them have aged out around here. Maybe, maybe that's oh. it. Uh, or I was but- thinking, did the company say like you can't do that anymore? I don't think so. No. I haven't. I'd ask Chuck. Chuck is the master at uh, getting the word out about his daughter and selling Girl Scout cookies. I have no idea. Yeah, well, she, she's aged out. She's anymore. in high school now. Yeah, so. but he used to send out these emails that would have subject lines that would sucker you in yeah, yeah. Uh, to clicking on it, and uh, and, then it, <laughs> and it would he would switch it on you and say, "By the way, I have Girl Scout, Girl Scout cookies." So, a quick question about that protocol. Do you think? And I, I, somebody had posted or had posited this notion that can you say, okay, um. Like at work, I buy I buy from this person's daughter, and 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 is that enough to say I've already yes. I've already made my yes. claim to this person, so yeah. I can't buy from. You'll from, be nine hundred yeah. pounds right, if you buy right, from right, every right. child who is and, selling and Girl do, Scout cookies. Do you think most people would respect that? If you know, they, it's I up to them. So. To, okay, all right. Um, give them five bucks or something like that. Yeah, though. you can because when uh, <laughs> when I'm leaving, you know, whatever Walmart or wherever yeah. I may be, and they're there. And you can either do the already bought some, you know, uh, thing which they hear all oh, day long. I'm, or you can just say, well, he, you know, I have some, but here you go. I, I, I'll do that all the time. But but it, like at work, when you have coworkers who have come up to you and, <laughs> and you have multiple people asking yeah. you, it, I think it's okay to say that I've already yeah. purchased yeah. from this person. My, uh, you know, I played a ton of Little League sports and we were selling, you know, chocolate bars all year long. And my mom never brought them to work to sell because she didn't want to feel like she was indebted to have to buy something from any of her co-workers' kids as well. Okay. Yeah. Were they full-size bars? Yeah. Yeah, us too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like... We didn't sell most of them. No, no. You know, (laughs) two months later, I'm like, Mom, can I have 50 bucks? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yeah, let's... The amount of money for buying you oversized clothing. Hang on a second here. I have a few people calling in about this. I'm going to go to Karen. Hi, Karen. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Karen. You wanted to share something about these Girl Scout cookies, these Lemon Ups? Yeah, the Lemon Ups. There's actually two bakers for Girl Scout cookies. Um, Little Brownie, which is the company that's manufacturing Lemon Ups, and um, ABC Bakers. And ABC Bakers is what serves Girl Scouts of Eastern Pennsylvania, which is the Philadelphia area. So the Lemon Ups won't be available in the Philadelphia area. Really? Oh. The Lemon Ups will not be available in Philadelphia. So what are these two? Yeah. Is it like the Bloods and the Crips, these two different baking companies? Yeah, there's two different bakers, and each Girl Scout council has to decide what baker they go with. That's why there's 
some discrepancy with like the Samoas and the Carmel Delights. Oh. Oh. The Girl Scout Council has decreed no lemon cookies for Philadelphia. Why? <laughs> yeah, so essentially they're the same the same types of cookies. Um, there's, you know, the essential ones like the Carmel Delights and things like that that they have to make. And then each baker has the ability to change and create a couple additional cookies, which is why um, ABC Bakers has lemonade and the other baker has the new lemon ups. So there's a lemon cookie, but they're different. All right. How about the the prospect of ordering this stuff online? Can you do that? The, yeah. If you go, um, at, I believe, ABC Baking Company or ABC if it's something like that, you, you should be able to get them online. Well, how about, how about the, I mean, no, what I mean are just Girl Scout cookies in general, Karen. Can you, can you order them through the, uh, you know, the Girl Scouts website? You you can if you go to the Girl Scouts of Eastern Pennsylvania um, either website or Facebook page. There's usually links on there that you well, there can you go. order the cookies. But I would imagine you want to help the girls out that are that are doing this because there's prizes and things involved for sales, correct? Absolutely, and and honestly, the the money that the girls make from selling these cookies is what funds their troops and their activities, their service projects, right? Um, Take parties the whole year. <laughs> Um, yeah, and honestly, like the worst thing you could probably do is walk by a girl that's selling cookies and say nothing. Like, like you were saying, just I've already bought them, or you know, I have plenty of cookies at home. They're used to hearing that, but yeah. I, they they don't really like being ignored. Nor does anybody. So yeah, yeah, don't just walk by. I mean, they're not going to put the hard pressure sale on They'll you. They'll turn exactly. turn all Joan Crawford on you. But you can yeah. you can say yeah, we already got some. Or like I said, to float them a couple bu- bucks if you got it. Yes, you know? it's a night. Listen, the, the organization's wonderful. If I'm floating them a couple of bucks, I'm getting some cookies out. You want last? You want last dates? Thank you, Karen. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, by the way, Samantha says you can get them in Delaware, I believe. Hi, Samantha. Hi. Hi. So these other ones, the Lemon Ups from this other uh, baking company, you can get in Delaware? You can. So she was saying that the ABC Bakery and the Little Brownie Bakery are different. But in southeastern Pennsylvania, as well as south of the Susquehanna, as well as in New Jersey, all use ABC Bakery. But in <laughs> Delaware... We use the little brownie bakers. Oh, Imagine okay. what your life has come to. I gotta make the run, sweetheart. Yeah, I've gotta go to. Don't do it, Clay. I've got to. I've got to get those lemon cookies. They're in Delaware. Uh, do you have people, Samantha, that prefer the little brownie over the ABCs? I think so. I, I Most of our family live in the other areas, and we make a killing off them selling what we have here versus what they have okay. in their local environment. So you can book those cookies over state lines and, uh, <laughs> and, and sell them here? We definitely could do that. There you go. And then the cops come, of course, you know, and they raid. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Right, we'll see you later, Samantha. It, right. it is a wild thing how these, uh, how territorial these things are. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, so this month, you'll be able to start getting your... Um, from the connoisseur. Your Girl Scout cookies. All right. Uh, something new from Hershey's. Uh, I have... Um, you guys like Hershey's Kisses, right? I mean, pretty much. I do. Does. I do. Uh, they're uh, especially on the holidays too. You get those uh, cookies with the big single Hershey's yeah. Kiss right in the middle of it. Right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, Hershey's has uh, created a new flavor, and they uh, arrived. No, I'm sorry. They arrived in 2019, and now they're back for Valentine's Day. It is the Hershey's 
lava cake kisses. And is it made from actual molten lava? It burns your the inside. <laughs> the of your yes. Uh, the kisses are dark chocolate with a Jew, uh, Jew a gooey chocolate center. <laughs> this this no, seems very it's a Jewish, Jewish chocolate center. Is that a Jewish thing? <laughs> Is that a Jewish thing? <laughs> gooey. This has a very Jewy taste to it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mazel. They're so moist and Jewy. Mazel, mazel. <laughs> Of course, I would say that. Is that a Jewish thing? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and there goes the second. <laughs> it's a wonderful cookie with the taste of Israel. The kisses are dark chocolate with a gooey chocolate oh, center. Not a Jewish thing. Not a Jewy chocolate center. <laughs> <laughs> and I just said Jesus under my breath, though. Jesus. Well, he was a, well, Jew. He was a Jew. That's right. Uh, the limited edition holiday flavor is available at Target, Walmart, and other retailers. <laughs> uh, I I like this concept. Do you like like the chocolate molten cake? Yeah, I do. Oh my I, god, I very much do. I we have a. I bought this for my uh, our, my wife and I's our last anniversary. Wee's uh, Wee's anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bought her um, so. Our, our song that we uh, danced to at our uh, wedding was uh, from the soundtrack in Rent. And in the uh, in the song, it says, uh, just pay me back with 1,000 kisses. Right. So I got this big glass jar. I remember this. And I filled it with 1,000 kisses. And I, Hershey's Kisses. And I mixed them up. So I got the regular plain chocolate Hershey's Kisses. I got the uh, almond ones. Right. I got the dark chocolate ones. And I also got that whatever the new candy bar they came out with, the Hershey's, uh, it, it's not chocolate. Remember? The Hershey Jew is what you It's <laughs> not the Hershey Jew. <laughs> is this a Jewish uh, thing? It's, the, it's that golden colored one. Is anyway, it a Jewish thing? Anyway, <laughs> I filled it up with that. That's a great idea. And uh, I'm, I just, I pick at them all the time. Did she cry? Did, was she moved when, by the gesture? No, she was pissed at me at the time, so I never got any. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, I put those Jewish candies in it. I Let worked me. really hard on it. I got it. That's really sweet. And uh, <sighs> but at the time we were in a little rough patch, and I didn't get the. How long is a kiss good for? A Hershey Kiss yeah. the, the, chocolate is is very. Uh, it has a long shelf life. That's why in the uh, like you know the military and of course the classic thing was in World War II they would get a chocolate bar and stuff like that. It's very it's very. Um, Resilient. I hope over a year because uh, Santa put the same Hershey Kisses in the stocking this year as he did last year because there were so many and they didn't get eaten. Here you go. When it comes to Hershey's Kisses. Oh, no. Uh, they generally have a shelf life of up to about 11 months. Oops. Oh, you're fine. Uh, yeah, you're, you're fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Trust me. And by the way, if, if chocolate has a discolored look to it, does not necessarily that mean white? that it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, I did read that a while back that that doesn't mean that so it's bad. what does it mean? It's bad. It's, 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 Somebody it's, look it's it even Jewier. It's... <laughs> Oh. It's been, it's kosher. Okay, all right, that's what it means. Yeah. I, so Preston, just a, a quick thing, on these candies, the ones that have the, the, the molten, the, is that a, that is a soft yeah, center? It's, it's a gooey. <laughs> a gooey center. Chocolate center. I like that idea. Yeah, I do too. Uh, here we go. Uh, it says, when you see white or grayish film on the surface of your food, it normally means product has gone bad, but it's different with chocolate. When the cocoa butter fats and chocolate separate from the cocoa, 
uh, mass and rise to the surface, it results in something called fat bloom. <laughs> you gonna eat your fat are you bloom? Gonna eat, are you gonna eat that fat bloom? <laughs> if you're not gonna eat your flat fat bloom, can I have it? It looks. <laughs> I have so it. if it's white, it's... can I please have your fat bloom? <laughs> Extra delicious. It might not be fat bad, bloom. but it's called fat bloom. I'm right? going to pass yeah. on it. Okay. Well, so let's just make it dessert. Go cut right to the chase and fat bloom. All right. Hey, speaking of gooey centers, yes. uh, does that freshen up gum or whatever it was called? Do you remember that? I love the one that I... squirts in your mouth. Yeah. I thought it was called squirt. Yeah. It's not called. Well, there might be a, a gum called squirt, but there was another one called. I thought it was. Maybe not freshen up. Uh, Spit string. Uh, oh my. <laughs> hey, it's it's from the makers of Twizzler, Preston. Spit string. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, freshen up, Casey. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I used to love that gum. Yeah. Do they still make that? It wasn't called squirt gum. I thought it was. <laughs> squirt gum is another. That's a, that's a subsection on porn gum. <laughs> Keep going. No, squirt, comma, gums. <laughs> Don't even. Don't. Don't. don't even go look that up. I'm sorry, what? I don't know. Is it still available? <laughs> Is it still available? Yes. Uh, I believe so. That's a, that's kind Somebody of a... Somebody go down to Cho's. Yeah, that's a perennial candy. Yeah. Gum at... They actually sat at the front door when you walk in, there's a barrel full of, of fat bloom. Wait a minute. Hang on. No, there's squirting chewing gum, which is... Uh, Oh, that's a novelty item, which is available at... It's right there above a squirting substitute teacher's breast. Uh, on Amazon. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, so freshen up gum. <laughs> I'm looking this up. Sorry. Right. Nobody, I did nobody love else that is doing gum. it, so I'm doing it. I did love that gum. Uh, it, had, it, had, it had kind of exotic flavors, did it not? Well, I mean, it had like your mint and like, your yeah. mint and... Mint. Mint. <laughs> not cinnamon. Uh, hang on. I'm looking up the information. Yeah, it's not available. I don't think you can buy it anymore. Oh, guys. man. Uh, it still says it right here. It's uh, available. Uh, we're uh, currently unavailable. <laughs> currently uh, you can get candy cigarettes if you want. I'm looking at those right now. Uh, all right. So, yeah. What, cool. You were just curious about yeah, it? Yeah. It was just, we were talking gooey centers. Wait a minute. Somebody says Cracker Barrel has it. Well, that's just leftover. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's from 1962. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cracker Barrel, if you are looking for nostalgic candies... It's crack- right next to the John Schneider CD. Cracker Barrel is a great place to get that stuff. It really is. Uh, and then there's a joint at the King of Prussia Mall. It is right by Victoria's Secret. I know right what you're at- talking yeah. about. Yeah. And they have the, the, the stuff in there, too. That's their whole thing. So are there companies specifically that have purchased the rights to some of these other candies and manufacture... Purely nostalgic candy. I want to say there that there is, right? Right. Because they still don't make charms, you know, no, the little, right. uh, a little hard candies or things like that, I don't Wait, think. Wait, the place in King of Prussia Mall. Or chums, I'm sorry, not chums. The place in King of Prussia Mall, is it Lolly and Pops or that's something it. like that? Yeah, yeah something oh, like, like that. that. Oh, my uh, gosh. That's it, Lolly and Pops, yeah. And they had some, they have some designer chocolates there, too, which are, you know, really pricey and look super-duper yummy. But. There's a place in Q-Mart in uh, Quakertown that has all that stuff because a little while really? back, yeah, we were talking. I was talking about a – there was a taffy, a lollipop called a BB Bat, and um, and then I had done a, an appearance at the Q-Mart, and they had a little candy store. had all that stuff, uh, and they had the BB Bats. My son is desperately looking for, uh, and don't ask me why, Necco wafers. Oh, jeez. Oh, I hate them. I but, hate them, too. He, he wants them, and they quit making them. Remember, we had that story yeah. a little while back. Yeah. They, they folded up all together, but uh, he can't find them anywhere, so we are looking for that. Anyway, uh, so Hershey's Kisses Lava Cake are coming out 
or they're out back for Valentine's Day. Lava cake way. kisses, right? Uh, yes, correct. All right. All right. Uh, some other things. We'll, we'll steer away. Yeah, we're staying away from the desserts and going where? Uh, we're going to go to seafood. Seafood. Uh, a bluefin tuna sold for huh. $1.8 million in this. the first auction of the new year at Tokyo's uh, Toyosu Fish Market. One. Point eight million dollars, which is the second highest price on record. It was caught off the northern Aomori uh, Prefecture. It weighed six hundred eight pounds, Casey, which translates into a price of about. Now you're going to have to do the math on this, Nick, okay. if you would. Seven hundred thousand yen per kilogram. Okay, wow. so, that's okay. twenty three million Neko wafers. So I'm curious as to how many dollars per pound. Uh, that would end up being, and that's gonna that's gonna take a little. So it's about uh, sixty five hundred dollars per per kilogram. Uh, which kilogram would, is two point two pounds. Two point two pounds, yeah. So uh, it's about three thousand dollars per pound. Three thousand. Three thousand dollars per pound. Now, Steve, I know you're not a sushi guy, but this uh, tuna that this guy caught, it looked to me like you could eat it right out of the fish. Like I raw tuna to me like that looks mm. incredibly appealing. When. And I assume this is what it's being applied to. It's it's not being applied. It's not going to the deli for tuna salad. Correct. So we when we when we go eat sushi, um, uh, the place we go to regularly, Osaka, they have when they've got fresh bluefin that has come in, they let us know. They're like, oh, we we just, really we just got this in, you guys. So it's have that it. coveted, and it's flat out. It's just raw tuna meat, um, but the bluefin tuna, and the fattier, the better. Uh, the it's it's got a real buttery light texture to it. It's very very clean, very smooth. Doesn't have that overly fishy taste. And it's listen, man. I used to hate sushi. I thought it was disgusting. I, I love this. Stuff. I think I'm still there, and I'm trying because everyone who loves it loves it so emphatically. Doctor Mike is a huge fan of it, and he's promised to to you know kind of bring me in and get me going. But uh, that hasn't happened as of yet. But I. You know, I, I, this this it does look interesting. Technically, I, it would be sashimi because it's right. just the raw fish alone. But the sushi is is the rice. If you get it with the rice, yeah, like tuna tartare or a poke bowl. That to me, that's having um, Steve. When we had that uh, fisherman who came in, he's a chef. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! That did you dude. try that? I did. Okay, and, but that and didn't do anything for you not either, really. But <laughs> no. but you know, but I but I hated salmon for years, and now it's my main protein. I just yep. need I other, love it. I just need other textures along with it, so I can't take like a big heaping spoonful of raw tuna. I Could, need with ice cream. I can't do it with ice cream either because that's just gross. Um, <laughs> some crunch. I need I need a little bit of crunch with it. Yeah. How did it indicate press? How long it took for them to catch that? No, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> they found it dead on the beach. <laughs> there was a, there was a story I never got to a while back about one that was caught off. I think it was off uh, the coast of Ireland, and it would have been worth close to a million dollars or something like that. And the guy threw it back uh, on purpose. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he had he could have cashed it in for a ridiculous amount of money. Swim free, and then a speedboat ran over. Right. My uh, <laughs> my buddy's cousin is a fisherman out uh, just outside of um, like Providence, Rhode Island. And so, but he does, like, it's not like he only uh, fishes for one type of fish, but tuna is one of them. So I wonder how much, I mean, bluefin, obviously, you were saying, is is the most lucrative. Yep. But, you know, I wonder how much he makes a year. Here's that story. Fisherman uh, caught a huge bluefin tuna off the coast of Ireland, estimated to be worth more than $3 million. Dave Edwards of West Cork Charters caught the 600-pound, eight-and-a-half-foot fish uh, around three miles from where the uh, boating firm is based. 
And, uh, yeah, he let it go. So how aggressively competitive is an industry where you, you know, a one catch like can be that millions of yes, dollars. can be millions of dollars. That's a good question. I would imagine it's got to be competitive, right? I, I wonder if when you're out, by the way, when you're out in international waters and certain laws are suspended, I wonder what kind of level of treachery occurs. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a real problem. Overfishing and, and then the Grand Banks and places like off of Newfoundland or whatever, the, the, you know, fish that used to routinely be 200 and 300 pounds are now a fraction of that weight. So um, it, it's very competitive. You're not supposed to do it, but people still do, and they'll bring in uh, boatloads worth of fish that they never should have caught in the first place. But mm. yeah, it's it's a, it's a serious issue because there's so much money attached to it. Wow. Okay, so that's uh, there's a lot of money out there. I think there's a big there's a big market for a beyond tuna now, Preston. The impossible tuna. Impossible mm-hmm. tuna. <laughs> One last thing, Marissa sent this to me. Uh, it involves booze, so thank you, Marissa. Red Lobster has uh, added a specialty cocktail to their menu. Red Lobster is now offering a Bloody Mary, but with a twist in line with their brand. It comes topped. With a lobster claw and one of their famous Cheddar Bay biscuits. Wow. And it does look quite yummy. Um, so it's made from Tito's Vodka, Marissa's favorite, uh, and Bloody Mary mix that apparently is custom made by Red Lobster. The glass is then garnished with an entire lobster claw, lobster craw, <laughs> uh, one shrimp, an olive, a lime, a Cheddar Bay biscuit, and spicy seasoning on the rim of the glass as well. I'm slightly, my mouth is watering. Yeah. Really? That's, so that's, that's working it for you, huh? Oh, man, a good Bloody Mary. Mary can, Jesus. <laughs> Murray. You and the Jewish thing. Jesus, oh, man. Listen, oh, can I have a Bloody Murray and some of those Jewy candies? The <laughs> <laughs> <A> Bloody Murray. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a Bloody Murray. We should. <laughs> Cream soda, Gewildervish, it's a bloody murder. <laughs> Manny Shevitz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Do they make like a raspberry Manischewitz? Manischewitz. I've only seen this in the app with your Jewy candy. I want to try a bloody Murray. A bloody Murray. <laughs> Bartenders. Come up with a bloody Murray. I'm coming. Place. I'm coming. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> he said he wanted a bloody Murray. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and it comes with calamari, which yeah, looks like calamari. A, it, look, uh, it looks like it's been from a, a bris. Sure, you know? um, I'll have some calamari, calamari. a bloody Murray. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, we need to make that drink now, Preston. Yeah, I know. That's why I said yeah. let's put it out there to bartenders. Yeah, come bartenders, up the, come up with a bloody the Murray. Bloody Murray, and, and, and we'll try it out. Anyhow, I was going to say how great Bloody Marys are. But you got to get a good one. A Bloody Mary can be messed up so easily, Marissa. I don't know if you think that, too. I just had one this weekend that was literally just tomato juice nah. and, like, yeah. a little bit of horseradish. Or, they've, put, or they've hit it with, too, if you put too much vodka in it, it kills it. Uh, if, it's, if they go crazy with the horseradish, some places like to make it so spicy that it's not even appetizing. It's got to be, there's a, there's a sweet spot for Bloody Marys, I think. And it's tough to find a really good one. I've had, so I've had, um, so you get a Virgin Bloody Mary and get an idea, Steve, because it's not just tomato juice. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of stuff in the mix. Well, sometimes I've gone to a restaurant and I, I like to have just a tomato juice with a meal, just to, you know, and sometimes they won't have tomato juice and they'll give me the Bloody Mary mix, I yeah, guess. Right. And that's very, it's got a, a lot of spice in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Well, Preston, uh, my friends and I are already planning another chain bar crawl. If you would like to join, we're going to Red Lobster. And if you don't mind me dropping a little bit of breaking 
connoisseur news. Oh, wait. Sure. Please hold on a second. Second. I need to get you the proper yeah. intro here. Only do that. Uh, you should do the breaking news, Mr. Announcer. Breaking news. <laughs> breaking news for right. the world of the connoisseur. All right, Marissa. Is that a Jewish thing? No. Hooters just announced that they're doing vegetarian wings. What? Wow. Yeah. Okay, impossible wings? Uh, I don't think they're impossible. They, they might stick just a little like toothpick in there and pretend it's a bone? <laughs> what are they going to You need a synthetic Silicon. bone. I, there are some restaurants that'll put a straw in it, like okay. a plastic straw or like a wooden stick, like a chopstick. Okay. And you eat it All right. How about just, I, 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 not to go off on another changing connoisseur, but uh, the, 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 I'm a big fan of the boneless wings anyway. So, uh, you know, I know they're basically just chicken fingers. Yeah. But that, so this, so, the, but the Bloody Mary thing, this is, this is something you want to. You yeah. might want to take it out for a spin. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. By, uh, by the way, I've had, like, buffalo cauliflower. Yeah. Um, so that's... What'd you think? I liked it yeah. a lot, yeah. I try that. Yeah. Uh, that is good. Mm-hmm. I have had it before. But hang on a second. Going back to the Bloody Mary. <laughs> again, and Marissa's crawl. Are you going to hit, like, multiple places, like, one at a time? Or are you going to go do a crawl where you hit several in one shot? Well, we did it last spring, and we went to Chili's. We went uh, through Center City. We went to Chili's, uh, Applebee's, Ruby Tuesday's. And oh, you're doing the you're doing the uh, the, chain the chain joint. thing. Yeah. Chain they like crawl. to do that. Like yeah. uh, they like to do that. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, just cute little kitschy things. Yeah. You know, like drinking wine Pringles. out of Pringles. Yeah. 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 No, I know yeah. a group sex. Yeah. We like dressed. Some of us put on suspenders and buttons and kind of did a flare thing and dressed up. And some of the restaurants did. <laughs> They're like making we fun of the waitresses. <laughs> oh, the, no, the riffraff and the no. people that work those jobs. <laughs> this is how sure. they do it in the bar. <laughs> We were channeling our inner Jennifer Aniston from Office Space. Oh, my God. No, so we did that, and then uh, we hit everything in Center City. So this year we're going to go out to the suburbs and do uh, Red Lobster and Hooters. This weekend we're doing out. our own sorting hat. You don't There's no way I'm way. hanging out with your snobby friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, no you, this is a group you would like. Okay. Really? <laughs> yes, I promise. Okay. Yeah. Not like last time. I- <laughs> <gasps> really? Off air stories. I see you brought your grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> That's if they notice you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on, Marissa. One more thing. Didn't we get in your trunk that night? In my trunk? I think we were going from one restaurant to another place, and we all got in your trunk because we couldn't fit in your car. Uh, I don't know. Maybe well, I mean, one restaurant to another. If you don't remember that, <laughs> yeah, not like driving, not like being hammered and driving around with people, people in your truck. truck. I was so drunk. I, I was just driving. I couldn't remember. All right. Anyway, oh, no. uh, so that's all I got from the connoisseur files. But uh, I, I that like was it. Good stuff. That was I some have, damn good stuff. I have more, which we'll get to. But I made sure I got to the time sensitive stuff. I know you're wrapping up, but uh, a lot of people are texting in, and I got it as well. There's this snow squall warning that's uh, coming in. So I just yeah. saw it come up on my phone. Yeah. About so people are, are texting about it as well, and uh, apparently the skies are rolling in here in Balakinwood. Uh, it's going to get really dark really fast. Can it's we happened. get it on the show? It uh, says here, snow squall, snow squall yeah. warning in effect uh, for Maniunk, PA, because it's in a, our general vicinity until 9.15 a.m. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, you know what? I'll check the, the radar uh, while we take a break, I guess, because we do need it's to take a break. It's sunny now. Uh, well, get it on the phone. Hang on. Let me let me pull up the radar here. And, uh, yeah, okay. There's some. It doesn't look gigantic, but... If you guys, I'll show you here in the studio. See the blue part? Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's uh, the snow. They were explaining last night squall. with the app and some of these squalls that a lot of times the conditions like snow was falling very high up in the atmosphere, yeah. but it wasn't making it down all the way. So you, you would see this big sort of front of snow, but it wasn't making it to our to ground level. So It's like Wilmington's going to get uh, nailed as well and across southern Jersey, too, as far as this uh looks this pretty big, though, goes. the one yeah. coming through. Yeah, it does. Okay, interesting. Uh, be warned. 
because uh, there's weather on the way. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Don't forget, uh, around 930, we'll have a question about uh, yesterday's Dr. Oz show. It's a Washington win that we're doing, and we have $500 to give away. So hopefully you saw that show yesterday, and maybe you'll have the answer. We'll find out a little bit. And our buddy Kevin Crowley of the Wings is stopping in because their home opener is on Friday. We'll be right back. Here comes the MM Army. Join the MM Army Friday at 5.30 before the Philadelphia Wings home opener against the Vancouver Warriors at the Wells Fargo Center. Enjoy nonstop action fun for the whole family and dollar hot dogs. Get tickets at wingslax.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Got a number of texts as we, we were just headed to breaking. You guys were mentioning the, the uh, snow squall warning that came across a lot of people's phones. And, uh, you know, we looked at the one that said that it was headed in this area. And I, I took a look at the radar and saw that. So it's hitting out in Collegeville at the time we were talking about it. And I texted my wife and said, yeah, sure enough, we got a bunch of snow. And I said there looked like there was one around Wilmington. The lines lit up like crazy with people in Wilmington essentially saying, like, whiteout conditions. Wow. Like, it came okay. out of nowhere, and oh. it was crazy how much came down. How I, I don't know how much came down, but it, it just came down very, very quickly, quickly. and then moved on. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to get a foot of snow, but you're going to have really tough... Um, Driving visibility yeah. and, and driving conditions. Well, so. fortunately, we're, I mean, we're, we're more towards the end of the the morning commute. But in, in this area, what do they say? Nine fifteen, nine twenty. We're in Ballakinwood. Yeah, yeah. It's still Until nine fifteen. So I I don't think it's hit. You know what? I can pull up the let me pull up the radar again and, and see where it is in conjunction to us. So just you have an idea of when it's moving through here. Hang on a second. It has to reset. Uh, yeah, it's. You know what? It might actually miss us. It looks like it's going. Just a little bit north of Bella Kenwood, Steve. So. All right. But then there's look- another one that comes up after that. There's a few little spots that are coming through. Well, this was they, they were predicting squalls potential throughout the day and, 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 a, and a, a heavy amount of wind. So, yeah. so that you can weigh wind. It's moving into South Jersey right now, the one that hit uh, Wilmington. So interesting. Right. Very, very interesting. All right. Uh, so we have a lot of stuff going on today. We have the uh, secret text word. We have... Money to win uh, coming up in a little bit with the Dr. Oz show. And also, we're giving away for the lesson question later on four packs tickets for uh, the uh, the Wings, who are facing off against the Warriors. The home opener is on Friday, and we are happy to welcome back to our studio our next guest. He's been stopping by here for years, and of course, we see him at the Camp Out for Hunger and other charity events. He's back with the team. Yeah. Mr. Kevin Crowley. Yeah. Me this morning is here. It's awesome to uh, have you, man. And uh, we knew. Yeah, I remember when you, you were. You were. It was looking good that you were going to get back on the team, and we had run into you. You had stopped by here and, and told us about that, and it came to happen. And uh, now yeah. it's all full steam ahead, right? Yeah. I'm, uh, that holdout I did for uh, the my old team, the New England Black Wolves, probably the best thing I did in my career. And very excited to be back in the Philadelphia Wings uniform. And yeah. Excited to get started this weekend. I know the fans are very excited. You know, it's, it's it's a cool thing. Sports always been very popular here, and the fan base has been, you know, totally loyal. Uh, so the, the energy is always there, and, and you know, yeah, and I, let's keep our fingers crossed. I always say, as a lacrosse player, as a professional lacrosse player, there's no better city to play in. Um, I've done a tour of a whole bunch of cities, and, yeah. you know, the way Philadelphia sports fans are, they wrap their arms around the professional players, and... You know, I feel the love in Philly for sure. It's funny when we first came down, Preston. You were, you know, so years and years and years ago. You know, we were we we're big supporters of the of the team. And uh, but when I first came to town, you know, it's like, oh, like it's it seems to be really big here. And then you would go and see a game, and and 
you know, fifteen, sixteen thousand people there, you know, going nuts. Yeah, that's what I was told, especially when I, you know, when I got drafted, I asked, you know, a lot of players came up to me, were, oh, you're going to love it, 15, 16,000 people. Yeah. Unfortunately, the first year, 2012, <laughs> I came was was like the, the back end of a couple bad years. Yeah, and no. As Philadelphia sports goes, uh, you know, there wasn't that quite as many people. I was thinking maybe they're still tailgating in the uh, parking, parking yeah, they lot Yeah, they haven't come whatnot, in yet. But, they haven't come in yet, No, Kevin, but, uh, you know, last year was our first year back, and, you know, the game day production and everything they have going on being Comcast owned is is so professional. And, yeah. you know, you really feel like a, a, a true professional athlete. All right. Tell me if these stats are right. Last year, it says uh, you had 51 goals, 25 assists. And did that lead the league? Is that? Uh, two years ago. Yeah. It was I two years league, ago. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought because you had the holdout. And yeah. Everything. That's what so, led to the holdout. So, la- so, so you, you led the league with uh, with goals and assists or just goals or what? What, what was it? Yeah. Just goals. Um, nice. Our team wasn't that great that year but you know i was fortunate to find the back of the net it's funny my goal song for uh the wings is uh mr crowley so i love <laughs> hearing that it gets Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they play that organ part at the, at yeah. the beginning yeah. nice man that's cool uh so you guys are playing on friday when did uh when did camp start when did you start practicing all this uh early november i think we started yeah uh we're three games in we're two and one right now we had a big win in calgary against the defending champions and then last weekend we beat the New York Riptide in Long Island. So, uh, you know, looking forward to keeping it rolling. Obviously, a huge sport in Canada. Uh, what is the most uh, passionate city in Canada to uh, to play for, to play in front of? Uh, right now, it's actually Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, usually the hotbeds in Canada or British Columbia and Ontario, but putting a team in Saskatchewan where there's not really any other al- entertainment alternatives. <laughs> yeah, it becomes okay. the biggest thing yeah, in, uh, it's crazy. in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> the Tim Hortons there have their logos on the donut, the Saskatchewan Rush logo on their donut, which is like unheard of. Like you see it in professional hockey towns, but you know, not lacrosse. So. That is pretty wild. So uh, are there, are there as many Tim Hortons as we are led to believe there are up there? Absolutely. Every, okay. Every yeah. corner. Every corner. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so you're from, you're from Vancouver or yeah. British Columbia. How close to Vancouver are you? from uh probably a 20 minute drive no kidding yeah okay so i grew up watching this vancouver team uh the old version of them was the vancouver ravens and i used to you know grow up idolizing these guys and cutting out the newspaper clippings and everything and putting it on my wall so it's (coughs) you know it's kind of funny getting to play them again now and obviously this is my new city that i live in and uh you know, it always makes for an interesting game. We got this snow squall on the way, and, and you being Canadian, <laughs> and obviously there's great skiing and stuff. I've been to Whistler, you know, up north of uh, Vancouver. Was that? What do you do besides lacrosse? Do you do anything athletically? Do you do snow sports or, or anything um, along those lines? I I was big into snowboarding growing up because even growing up, like you don't have to go to Whistler. In my hometown, there's uh, three mountains that are 45 minutes away that you can go ski at. So I was a snowboarder. Um, and then when the season started, when I went away to college, you'd come home. And this the is winter Tim season, Horton University? Tim Horton <laughs> University of Canada. <laughs> BC campus. <laughs> the, uh, at the base of Tim Horton Mountain. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, yeah, so I'd come home, but you'd be going into season with college lacrosse so you really didn't want to be doing your extreme sports at right. that time of the year so you could I kind it of, up. yeah i kind of faded away from it now and now being you know i get a paycheck from playing professionally it's really not worth at yeah. my level of snowboarding to <laughs> risk going up on no, the mountain. I, I know sports in general a lot of times that you know they're a special 
caveats in all of their contracts of certain things you can and cannot do. Do you get back to that area? Do you get up to Vancouver and, and in that general area? Because right now it is a hotbed. I think the all the CW shows, like 18 of them yeah. are shot in Vancouver. It's like the go-to. Yeah, a lot of them were uh, actually filmed in my hometown. Riverdale's there right now. Is that and then, right? Uh, I love Riverdale. And I then watch our uh, show all the time. my nephew was actually in the Superman show. What's his oh, uh, you, you're, you're, Smallville? Smallville. Smallville. Yeah. Smallville, would Smallville. that be it? Yeah, Smallville oh, was man, on to I should have done my research. Well, there's, there's... Anyways, I saw the clip, but uh, <laughs> no, just forget about that one. <laughs> there's Wait, Smallville, there's new? Supergirl. Supergirl is shot uh, in Vancouver as well. So uh, there's a Batwoman is, is shot in Vancouver. Oh, wow. They're all I didn't shot. know about all these. <laughs> you the can't Flash. Really is yeah, it yeah, a yeah. new Superman show or the old one? Could it be so? I think it might be as Supernatural. Is that something? Supernatural too? is another one, too, which is shot in Vancouver. Yeah. Well, that's not we'll about Superman. Oh, well, yeah. but it is super. It's super. Yeah, it is. Super. I mean, it's in the and title. My nephew is. You know, you've probably been. You've probably been in a few shows and not even known it. So yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, Are you Superman? <laughs> I was in Canada for the first time in my life back in uh, October, and I had poutine for the first time. Oh yeah. I, I went to the some something something poutinery. I don't know if that's like a national chain or whatever, but I gotta say, I thought it was really damn good. Oh yeah, so, yeah. That's a staple of your diet growing up in Canada. It's like, uh, and then I, I actually would like introduce it to my friends in college, and then they started. The parents started making it at tailgates. <laughs> as like, hey, like we got these guys from three thousand miles away. We're gonna make them feel at home by making poutine at the tailgates. So, trying to. Do you make it homemade that. or no? You, I don't. Okay. No. Uh, hey, I wanted to ask about this because we saw you at the camp out for hunger, and you were there. Uh, to uh, what was it? Was the name of the calendar? Hunks, and, Hunks for Hounds. Hunks right? for Hounds, and it's the Philadelphia's calendar. You're in that. Yes. Yeah. I very am. cool. Now, are you, center. Uh, are you a dog owner? No, I'm not. Oh, so they lent you one for the, for the <laughs> yeah. okay. Here's a little the secret. biggest dog they can find. They do that a lot. Actually, my dog Chelsea was in last year's calendar. Yeah. And uh, not that my hunk wasn't good, but I would have preferred a more higher profile hunk like yourself. So All right, we'll coordinate next, yeah, next see year. See if we can do something. <laughs> For that, but yeah, it's 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 a really uh, wonderful thing, and so they 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 were handing those out at the camp out as and well. And you're on the cover, uh, which is pretty wild. Shirtless, well, the shirt open. Uh, the dog's wearing a shirt. Now, did you uh, <laughs> did you feel uncomfortable to, during that photo shoot? Absolutely, and I still do to this day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know what? The people there are so passionate about what yeah, they do, and yeah. you know, if I could peel my shirt open and take a picture <laughs> and raise some money for a great cause. I'm happy to do so. And, and you, it is a great cause. Impressive. You know who the photographer was? Allison Dunlop. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. From our Totally Office calendar. Are you, uh, what's your uh, your status, your dating status? You seen anybody right no, now? I'm single? single. Recently single. Recently single. Yeah. All right. Wait, didn't you bring Ready your girl to camp out? Recently. I didn't know how recently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Camp out was a long time ago. How yeah. old are you now? 31. Oh, you've got... Oh, You're 31? Tear it on up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see. You look younger for, than that. I mean, yeah, I for you, that. life is an endless series of Tim Hortons. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who should we watch out for on uh, on the team this year? Who, who, who do you think is going to gel well with you and um, what's going to happen? Uh, Matt Rambo, guy came off uh, a great season in the PLL, which is the outdoor league. Uh, he's a local guy. He's shown that he's, you know, grown up a lot. He's... Stepped into a more of a leadership role this year. So. He's an MMR fan. He grew up in, in Philly, yeah. listening yeah. to the radio station, listening to the show. Yeah, Matt's a great guy. Yeah, he's guy one of a kind. Colorado or Denver? Who, who's the guy who went to Denver? Baptiste, Trevor ba- Baptiste. He's our face-off guy. Okay. He had two goals the other night, too. We got so many good pieces this year, and you know that's one of the reasons it's so exciting. And 
you know, looking forward to getting it underway on Friday night. We always talk about it. The, the game just moves. It's 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 kinetic. It's if I, I you know my wife enjoys seeing hockey in person. There's two sports she enjoys seeing in person. Uh, you know, lacrosse and 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 hockey, and I think it's because they're both so kinetic. And that's it, we, if you if you go see the game, you'll have a greater appreciation for what it's about because it's pretty badass. It is. Uh, listen, there's a lot of parallels to uh, to hockey uh, and uh, and lacrosse and, and similarities of, of how the game is played, and also that includes positions. Uh, and the enforcer is a role in hockey that's kind of taken the back seat a little bit over the last several years. You used to see it a lot more back in the 90s, 2000s, and, and obviously well before in that. Uh, what about in, in lacrosse? What's the status of the of Yeah, the same boat. I think it's uh, growing up we had enforcers, guys who you know never picked up a lacrosse stick, who they'd bring in for certain games just to fight another guy on the other team. <laughs> uh, sometimes they were like, you know, boxing trained, MMA trained guys, and people would come just to watch this fight. It was like, oh, come for the fight, but there's also a lacrosse game. <laughs> right. right. But yeah. that's not really the case anymore. I think the, the pace of the game's picked up. There's uh, smaller game day rosters, so you really can't afford to have someone sitting in the middle of the bench not playing on the defensive or the offensive end. Um, but that's not to say sometimes, you know, emotions boil over and you end up seeing a uh, a fight, but it's, yeah, it's, it's still not part like of those well trained players that they used to have, right? Well, but it's also still. I mean, and the difference is, and I always tell people this: I say, well, on a hockey uh, with a hockey fight, you're on the ice and you're sliding. You've got complete traction during the. Uh, uh, one of your fights. Yeah, that's uh, that's why I don't step into the <laughs> ring too often, especially. Yeah. And I don't want to get beat up in no. front of 10,000 people. Either, <laughs> you so. want to play your game. Yeah. 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 Have, have you have you gotten, you know, we're on the losing end in front of a big crowd before? Not at the professional level. I haven't, I haven't gotten a fight. But uh, back in my younger days, there was a couple fights that, you know, fighting a lefty or a wrestler or, you know, just like you don't see these guys coming and then. Before you know it, you're on the floor with chipped teeth and bleeding <laughs> out of your forehead. I was watching, I was Listen, it's, it's already bad enough getting hurt in a fight. Getting hurt in a fight in front of a lot of people, is, uh-huh. I think that's worse damage than the physical damage. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I'm, well, maybe this game. Maybe this game, because there's one guy on this team I absolutely hate on Vancouver. Really? Yeah, and he's challenged me all the time. Why? Maybe this is a game I it, step up. Do you hate him because he keeps challenging all the time? Or, like, what? what is it? Yeah, sometimes I feel like. Uh, D guys go after the offensive players because they know offensive guys don't want to fight. Right, so yeah. it's like, you know, you look tough in front of your team, but, you know, the offensive guy's out there to score goals, not to punch heads in. So you've they- also, I'm sorry, Nick, you've been around the block, right? I mean, you've been in the league for a long time. Yeah, so- it's my ninth season. Yeah, so is this guy, this particular person, is he newer to the league or is he is he an old head like yourself? He's an old head. Mm. Yeah. So does, Time to take that head off. Does uh, chirping get under your skin, or is it uh, whacking with a stick, or what? What? What bothers you during the course of a game or a season or whatever? It's the like when the ref's not looking and they know the ref's not looking. It's like the little things, like a, a slash on the wrist, or you know, like a punch in the back with their stick in their hand, like yeah, little yeah, stuff yeah. like that that they get away with and the refs can't see. And you know, if especially if you're losing in that game, if everything's going well, like it's expected, and you're up ten goals and you don't have to drop the gloves. But you know, if you're down a couple and your team needs some, you know, momentum, some then, juice, yeah. That's the time to go. Is that, uh, you mentioned the, the the wrist slash on the wrist. I'm like, is that a good spot to go for a good soft target? Yeah, honestly, like, defenders will look at 
your pads and see if there's any skin showing, and then that's where they're going to slash. Wow. Yeah, it's so different than the outdoor game. Like, And that's why, you know, people love Vox Across, and that's why it's so, you know, the energy is so high, the atmosphere is, you know, so tough. It's, you know, guys are actually trying to hurt you out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, self-preservation comes <laughs> into play a lot. And Well, I like the, I like the, the banking and stuff like that. Yeah. In Vox Across, I think it makes it, uh, there's an added strategy as opposed to wide open field uh, that, that kind of adds to that game as well. So, How long is an average shift in, in box cross? We have 30-second shot clock. Okay. No, 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 no. no but a shift. shift. You know, like in, in hockey, like They're changing, uh, changing the lines. lines and stuff like that. Yeah, so we have – so I'll go out the offensive end, and then after about 30 seconds is up. Oh. If we get a shot, we get a reset, uh, hopefully score a goal. And if not, I'll run off, and then the defense will come up. And then sometimes the D will, will stretch the floor, like play transition and run it up and try to score themselves, and then they'll stay on an offensive shift. So it's pretty specialized like that. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of, obviously, similarities to hockey, but I, I think – do you think there's more basketball similarities as far as the um, – you know, setting up the offense and stuff like that, setting picks and screens and stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. Lots of uh, screens, seals, picks. Um, the two-man game, we call it. Our pick-and-roll games are, you know, very important. And a lot of, you know, some of the offenses that you see nowadays are taken straight from basketball influences, like, you know, throwing in a UCLA cut or, mm-hmm. you know, ball screens and all that stuff. So, you know, if they, if there's something you like about, you know, hockey or basketball it's or football. There. Yeah, yeah. You, you've, it's sort of a nice amalgamation of all those things. I remember going down, Preston, was it, was it, uh, uh, some of us were down there throwing. And yeah. Casey used to take shots on, on you. used you. to do Whack Casey Sack. Whack Casey before, Sack. Before you were probably still in high school and yeah. we were doing this. But uh, at halftime, I would go out there with a giant uh, target spray painted on boxer shorts, and we had listeners come out and try and hit me in the target in, in my sack. Nobody ever hit me in the sack one time. It, it, it had gotten so bad that I had actually gotten a D1 lacrosse player from uh, St. Joe's, and he was a plant. And I, just because it needed to happen, yeah. And unfortunately, there was a whip in the stick, and he bounced it right over my head. Oh, geez. Yeah. Can we bring that back? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Don't Let it, me throw it. It shows how amazing yeah. that you can achieve that level of precision, especially again being down there and seeing how effing fast that ball travels. Oh yeah. Uh, with uh, with weight to it, it's, it's a scary mother. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, we done, uh, did something in the studio. Was it this studio? Yeah, it had to have been where we we just grabbed like plates. plates. Yeah. yeah, and it was like basically oh, yeah. like like, yeah. like like pull, throw it up, and and we had players hitting the uh, the plates in air. That's right. That's right. I like all these ideas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll bring some of this stuff back. All right. Well, uh, it's the home opener. Uh, you guys are two and one right now. Yeah, uh, and you guys are and listen. Go out and see this event against Vancouver because there's some douchebag <laughs> that Kevin's going to light up on Friday, <laughs> and you don't want to miss out on that. He sees him nodding along, too, as I'm saying this. And Dollar Dog Night. And Dollar Dog Night. <laughs> Gotta love that. Uh, tickets are, what, 23 bucks a piece? That's not bad. That's super not affordable. Not at all. Fans, and yeah. it's, listen, it's high energy. It's a lot of fun. You'll, you'll definitely uh, love it. So, Kevin, great to have you back. Good to see you. Yeah, man. thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Kevin Crowley again. Yeah! Philadelphia Wings. Uh, and we're going to do a giveaway in a little while with some tickets for our lesson question. But right now, a completely different uh, question for you. 
which could net you $500. And I tell you what, we'll take caller number, Marissa, we're going to a commercial break, so we'll take caller 20 with the correct answer to this question about Dr. Oz. On yesterday's show, Dr. Oz discussed with R. Kelly's younger brother, Carrie, the new bribery charge that he is facing in one of his federal cases. Uh, The charge claims that he purchased a fake ID for then 15-year-old singer Aaliyah the day before their alleged 1994 secret wedding ceremony and listed her age as 18. How old was R. Kelly at the time of the alleged marriage? Mm. 215-263-WMMR. It has multiple choice here, but we didn't do a multiple choice yesterday. No, we'll leave that up to you on a daily basis. On a daily basis? Yeah. All right. Uh, now let's see. Let's see if you know the answer. All right? Let's see if you know how old he was. Two one five two six three, WMMR. So how old was R. Kelly at the time of their alleged marriage? Two one five two six three, WMMR. Let's see if you know. Don't forget, you got to watch Doctor Oz uh, weekdays at two p.m. on Fox twenty nine. Because if you missed yesterday's show, watch today's show. A question tomorrow about today's show. In the same way to to win five hundred bucks, we'll be back in just a moment with our winner. B file coming up as well. Stay there. What's new? Glad you asked. Disturb. Probot. Tool. New music, more of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. So I still got some bizarre file stories I want to share with you. We're going to do that in a moment after we get a winner from the contest that goes on this week and next week. And it's in conjunction with the Dr. Oz show. I was going to take the 20th caller to see if we could get an answer to this. So on yesterday's show, Dr. Oz discussed with R. Kelly's younger brother, Carrie, the new bribery charge that he is facing in one of his federal cases. The charge claims... Uh, that he purchased a fake ID for then the 15-year-old singer, Aaliyah, uh, the day before their alleged 1994 secret wedding ceremony and listed her age as 18. Mm -hmm. How old was R. Kelly at the time of the alleged marriage? So our 20th caller is Tim. I'm going to try it out with him. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Doing great. Thank you. Excellent. Tim, so how old was R. Kelly at the time of their alleged marriage? He was 27. You watched the show? Well done. Nice job, Tim. Hang on the line. We're going to get your information. We're going to give you $500, okay, bud? That's awesome. Thank you. You got it, man. And don't forget that, uh, let's see here, R. Kelly continues to deny the marriage ever happened. Get a daily dose of the Dr. Oz Show each day. Dr. Oz offers health tips, true crime stories, food investigations, and celebrity interviews. You can watch the Dr. Oz Show weekdays at 2 on Fox 29. Today on the program, Oz investigates... The big bacon shortage, the panic heard around the world. No! So maybe we'll have a question about uh, bacon tomorrow morning, but you'll have to know exactly what it's about and so forth by watching the show today. All right, we are going to do the bizarre file. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Let's get you some stories from the... Bizarre file. Let's see. I'm going to begin with this one. We just had uh, Kevin Crowley in here, and he's Canadian, so we spent some time talking about Canada. I would not want to be at the in the Ottawa area because morgues 
at two Ottawa hospitals are full, resulting in some dead bodies being stored in unexpected places, including conference rooms, patients' rooms, and part of the emergency department. Housekeepers and other staff have been startled to walk into unrefrigerated rooms and find dead people covered up. This is according to Lou Burry, who is the union president. Uh, Burry represents clerical services and supports and support workers. Who's Lou? Well, Lou <laughs> said the smell is becoming a problem. Oh my God! So they're to the point where it's, you're starting to get a smell from these bodies. Yeah, Lou said you can't his, do that. His members have told him some bodies were being kept in hazmat rooms, usually reserved to respond to chemical accidents. He said in the beginning of December it was pretty cold in Ottawa. So they would just leave the doors open and keep the room refrigerated. Uh, makeshift refrigeration, if you like. Uh, he said his members have also told him that bodies were being kept in patients' rooms. Yeah, the printer paper's behind that body over there. Uh, the more capacity issues at the uh, Ottawa Hospital's Civic Campus were first reported to the union at the beginning of December and were soon followed by reports of similar problems at the general campus. So they got to figure out. You know what? You could you use them, though, to sort of build temporary cubicles. Yeah, you stack them up. Stack them up. Yeah, yeah. And put people to work in there. Uh, well, when she was nine years old, Chris Crystal Coombs was severely bit in the face by a dog her grandfather was holding. She blacked out, and when she came to, the emergency room doctors told her she needed a skin graft. The plastic surgeon who operated on her chose to use tissue from her groin area. What they didn't tell the star of the upcoming episode of Botched was that she'd begin to grow pubic hair oh, no, out of the it. patch of skin which lies right below her right eye and oh. takes up the majority of her cheek. Nice it, beaver. Exactly. It's the damnedest thing. I mean, it's since been corrected, but oh, God, man. unbelievable. Uh, now, a new mom, Crystal, is seeking the help of Hollywood plastic surgeons Terry Dubrow and Paul Nassif. Uh, but the reason she's doing it uh, may surprise you. You've got disco face. Uh, Dubrow had found it interesting that the previous surgeon chose to take skin from the groin of all places. He said they could have done the back, the abdomen. The ass. Making sure to point out you obviously wouldn't do the armpit. Yeah. When Nassif asked how the skin graft had affected Coons' life, she admitted it hadn't until she became a mother. And she said, now since having my daughter, I really started to get conscious of conscious of it. And uh, she said that, uh, noting that her daughter, Sena, is now six months old, I'm worried about the kids that she'll go to school with. Uh, she said she was more worried about her daughter getting made fun of than she was about herself. Aside from the groin area the doctors chose to use, they said it was expertly done reconstructive work on her face, except for the pubic hair <laughs> that's growing out of it. They did a good job covering it over. Did you see the after? I did not. That show is unbelievable botched yeah. if you ever get a chance. Crazy stuff. Two people are accused of trying to cash in a doctored $100,000 scratch-off lottery ticket. Police arrested Otis Latham and Russell Sparks and charged him with conspiracy to commit an uttering counterfeit instrument over $1,000. Latham was also charged with false ID information. Both of them are being held in the county jail with no bond. Now, the Wood Peak crooks... Used super glue to attach winning numbers to a losing ticket <laughs> and tried to cash it in Monday at the Mississippi Lottery Office. Yeah, I got an idea. Uh, lottery officials called police and stalled the culprits until officers arrived and arrested them. Uh, trying to cash a counterfeit lottery ticket is a crime punishable by up to 20 years in prison oh. and a $50,000 fine, by the way. They don't just go by the numbers, right? I mean, you'd be scanning a code on 
Right? Yeah, Wouldn't... there's security yeah. backups for sure on that. They didn't really think that one through. A vulgar graffiti artist in Arizona has shot to internet fame thanks in part to a viral local television report about the tag. Uh, the unnamed vandal has been scrawling the tag Penis Man <laughs> on all sorts of surfaces in Tempe, including abandoned buildings, traffic light poles, dumpsters, and even couches thrown in the trash. The segment by, by reporter Zach Crenshaw featured a number of photos of the tag in Tempe, including on traffic signs that warned drivers to, quote, look for penis man. <laughs> uh, the clip has been shared widely online and written about by national outlets, including New York Magazine. Uh, police officials told the station they received some 300,000 complaints about graffiti in 2019. And by the way, they're all over the place. They showed... It's I saw, crazy. I saw the report and... Uh, they did a map of the locations with, and it's just absolutely peppering the area with penis man. Is it just gross, um, uh, like tagging, or is it actually like artistic? No, not at all. Not no. artistic at all. It just says penis man. This is just like somebody just wrote the words penis man <laughs> all over the place. Uh, so they've been working to scrub the tags, uh, throw ups, and uh, pieces hours after they are they are alerted to them, including the penis man scroll. So they're trying to. Trying to get a handle on. They just want to get their handle on Penis Man. Mm-hmm. An Atlanta couple said they came home from a winter vacation to find that their house had been ransacked by an unusual suspect, a squirrel. Kari and Dustin Drees uh, bought their first home last month in Atlanta's affluent Buckhead district and went to visit family a week later. And during their vacation, an alarm went off in the home, but friends said the doors and windows were not breached. When the couple came home, their house was a mess. With floors scratched up, baseboards chewed on, and a kitchen faucet running. Squirrel! Yeah, a squirrel (laughs) had fallen down their chimney and was trapped in the house, defecating and scratching at everything to get out. Eventually, it made a nest in the couple's couch. I tried to punch the coat in, but I didn't know it. Uh, Kari Dree said, we were stressed at first, but we were like, you know what? This is why you have homeowner's insurance in situations like this. But the couple's homeowner insurance... Uh, provider Mercury Insurance told them that it would not cover the damages because a squirrel is a rodent, which is not covered under oh, their policy. Calm the f on. And a representative for Mercury told news outlets that the contract explicitly stated that the insurance does not cover damages by rodents. The couple was told if a raccoon had destroyed the house, the damages would have been covered. But it was a squirrel, and a squirrel is a rodent. So how does the squirrel fell down the fireplace? I assume the flue was open, right? Had to have been. Yeah, Yeah. I guess. Or somehow or another, he worked his way in after falling down in there. All right, and that's it. That's what I got in the B-File for you. we got to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us, my friend. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Fun look back at last month uh, with Collective Soul in December on MMR. And the sun is shining now. That squall thing that made it through uh, the area uh, came and went pretty damn quick. And uh, we got, it was nice before that. It was. It was sunny, and then it got dark, and then we're back to sun again, and we're going to see temperatures hanging around 42 degrees today with the wind uh, making feel a tad bit cooler. Uh, tomorrow's even colder, but sunshine, 36, and then after that, it's looking pretty interesting. Friday, uh, some afternoon sun, 53 degrees. 
Saturday, cloudy with a chance of rain, 66 degrees, and then some morning rain on Sunday with that temperature remaining in the mid-60s. <laughs> That's just crazy. Yeah, it's going to feel very, very warm. Uh, we are going to do a couple things here. We're going to do the lesson question to start, and I'm going to remind you that we do have a secret text for a chance for you to win some tickets uh, to see Temple uh, play, hang on a second, Saturday. Uh, against two lanes, so text word secret three nine three three three. But I'm going to ask a question that could get you a four pack of tickets as the Wings play the Warriors in their home opener this Friday at the Wells Fargo Center. We just had uh, Kevin Crowley in here and excited for the season. So the question that I ask you this morning, and we have a lot that we could ask, but let's go with this: Where did listener Alyssa go dumpster diving on acid? <laughs> <laughs> Two one five two six three WMMR. It was a great call earlier this morning. Where did listener Alyssa go dumpster diving on acid? Two one five two six three WMMR. If you were listening, hopefully you know. Hopefully you call and get through, and maybe you'll win something. Let's take a look at the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Well, let's see what we got, Steve. What's up in the trash this morning? Well, Rob Kardashian is reportedly considering attending a weight loss camp in order to become healthier for his three-year-old daughter, Dream. Rob says he attempted this once before, but inadvertently enrolled into the International House of Pancakes. God. Kylie Jenner really stepping up and donating $1 million to the Australian fire relief efforts. Kylie says she has loved Australia ever since she saw The Sound of Music. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Fox is reportedly greenlit, get this, a spinoff of the popular singing competition series The Masked Singer called The Masked Dancer. Not to be outdone, NBC is countering with a new version of one of their pre-existing shows called This Is Us with Masks. Okay. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All righty, then. Let's see if we can get an answer to this question. Uh, where did listener Alyssa go dumpster diving on acid? And I will go to Tim for the answer. Hey, Tim, how you doing, man? Ah, dirk dirk All right, Tim, do me a favor. Tell me where did listener Alyssa go dumpster diving on acid? Atlantic City. AC. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Hang on, Tim. We'll get your info. You will see the Wings. Got a four-pack of tickets for you. They're playing Vancouver, the Warriors, in their home opener this Friday at the Wells Fargo Center. You can experience nonstop action, fun for the whole family, and enjoy dollar hot dogs. You can get tickets at wingslax.com. Let's do music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Three testicles. Got a fair amount of stuff for you this morning, uh, music news. And we're going to lead with Bonnaroo. Tool is among the headliners of the 2020 Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival. Uh, set to take place June 11th through the 14th at the Great Stage Park in Manchester, Tennessee. Look at them doing a festival show. Yeah, yeah I think right? that's great. I don't yeah. think they're going to be able to enforce their no camera no, no, rule. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a tough sell. Yeah, they the I'm sure they have to kiss that goodbye because, number one, logistically, in a crowd that big, it's going to be too hard to, to police. Yeah. Uh, other rock and alternative acts scheduled to appear are The Struts, Vampire Weekend, The 1975, Primus, Tenacious D, Lana Del Rey, Young the Giant, Dashboard Confessional, Radiohead's Ed O'Brien, and many others. That's a that's a good roster. Yeah, Tool will close out the festivities on Friday, June 12th, while fellow headliners Lizzo and Tame Impala 
will top the bills on Saturday the 13th and Sunday the 14th. Well, that's your half of the show. Yeah. So I'm it saying. looks like uh, Big Lizzo. <laughs> well, Les Claypool is going to do double duties if, his, if Primus is going to be there because Oysterhead's playing as well. No way. Yeah. That means Trey and Stuart Copeland will be there. That's right. Awesome. This seems to be the festival that uh, does the best of a really wide variety of music, including rock. Okay. Uh, so, Tool previously headlined Bonnaroo in 2007. It's been a long time, so they're not a stranger to it. But, yeah, it is pretty interesting and out of the box for them to be playing after. I think so, yeah, time. especially when they resisted for so long. Uh, tickets for Bonnaroo go on sale tomorrow noon Eastern time. In 2019, the festival sold out for the first time in six years, by the way. Uh, for more information, including camping and packages, you can visit the festival's website. Five Finger Death Punch singer Ivan Moody turned 40 years old on Tuesday. He was sent a heartfelt message on social media by the band's guitarist Jason Hook to commemorate the occasion. He wrote, happy 29th birthday, Wink, uh, to... They call him Wink? No, no, he's actually 40, so it's a joke. I got you. Uh, It's one of the most special people (laughs) in my life. The amount of life changes, uh, the amount of life changes you have made... Are not only incredible but immeasurable. Life is a constant roller coaster of peaks and valleys. This will never change. Watching you handle the valleys continues to inspire me as we climb our way back to another peak. For this, I am forever grateful and I'm extremely proud to call you my brother. Uh, Moody will celebrate two years of sobriety this March after several tumultuous years in which his addiction to alcohol and other substances threatened his life and career. Taylor Hawkins and his sideband Coattail Riders have shared a new video for a song called Middle Child, which is from the group's latest album, Get the Money. Uh, Dave Grohl, guest on guitar. Uh, the clip features Hawkins prancing around in a leopard uh, in leopard leggings while singing to his real-life daughter, Annabelle. Annabelle. Uh, the video begins Daddy's with... he's going to sing a song for you. Uh, the video begins with Hawkins and Annabelle watching Annabelle. watching depressing <laughs> depressing news headlines on TV before giving way to a colorful fantasy land inspired by vintage MTV green screens. Uh, it ends with father and daughter dancing before flying away on a unicorn. Time to go to bed now, Annabelle. So he and Annabelle, Annabelle fly away on a unicorn. Uh, Get the Money is Hawkins' third LP with the Coattail Riders, which came out last November in addition to Grohl. Uh, the album features cameos from Joe Walsh, Pat Smear, Perry Farrell, Roger Taylor, Duff McKagan, Nancy Wilson, Chrissy Hind, and Annabelle. <laughs> I love it. Former Blink-182 guitarist and singer Tom DeLonge has sold his songwriting catalog to Hypnosis Songs, a London-based music investment and management company. Uh, According to the official announcement, Hypnosis has acquired 100% of DeLonge's copyrights on this catalog, which consists of 157 songs. You will sign this contract. You will sign this contract. You know what? Sign this contract for Hypnosis Records. I'm curious how this stuff works because, you know, you sell the rights to the songs. You wrote them. Yeah. You no longer have any. You still have to get something out of that besides the money that you that you get for selling them. I wonder if you've got to believe that there's something else that comes to you. So here's the deal. I would think that you might sell them, example, for you're selling the catalog 
For commercial use. For future use. Right. I mean, as opposed to for, or, or like being used for something other than simply performing and, and uh, uh, people purchasing your music. Right. So maybe for, yeah, for, for commercial uh, considerations and things like that. Maybe well, think about when yeah. you were at the scoring for the Spider-Man movie where... Um, uh, Kevin, Kino, yeah, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Feige, he says, yeah, we can we can pay for a song. Um, that was a million dollars or something like yeah, that. So yeah, so I guess it, it's just for things like that, right? May but, I, but I, not for the actual sale. You raise a good point. Uh, like, when, 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 for example, when, when uh, Michael Jackson purchased the Beatles, Beatles catalog, yeah. what did that entitle him to and what did that forbid the existing Beatles from doing, if anything? I Chuck, think he got, Chuck's the guy we need to talk to. Chuck would know this. So. I think Michael got the... Um, uh, after is not the right word. Um, the ASCAP. Okay. ASCAP, okay, yeah. Which is I your... I knew one of those. Uh, <laughs> you're going to take it off. I should not have said ASCAP and Michael in the same sentence. It's okay. ASCAP. One of my best features. It's uh, like a chocolate starfish. Oh, Jesus. No. <laughs> no, is, more ter- correctly, an anus cap. Is essentially how you, uh, through ASCAP, shows that you uh, you wrote yeah. this song. I, I am yeah. the, I'm the writer of this song. So. And you get the radio rights. You get Correct. the money made off of when it's played on the radio. ASCAP butthole. <laughs> Bunghole. That's my block. Sphincter. Sphincter. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 like the, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, right. se- it, seems, it seems a weird thing. Well, this is what the whole big thing with, uh, what is it? The, uh, Taylor uh, Swift. Taylor Swift and uh, whoever that guy is. Yeah. Um, DeLong said in a statement. Uh, Scooter. Scooter Braun? Yeah. It's, it's an honor to have been playing music for so many years and to be in a position to partner with a great team at Hypnosis to support my work. This is now a perfect company for me. Uh, to not only celebrate my, perfect company. <laughs> my past, but uh, to also give me the uh, foundation to create more music for many decades to come. Bill West is Yay! here. He's now an authoritative he, source. He can answer these questions. Well, I don't know. Marissa just kind of pulled me in here. but So uh, he sold all the rights to his songs. Yep. Right? So basically, I think he sold the publishing to his songs. Meaning what now? So yeah. he, he could sell them to Warner Chapel. He could sell them to Sony ATV. Uh, people uh, publishing companies that own the rights to these uh, okay. songs. But here's our question. Here's our question about that. So Tom DeLonge wrote these songs, okay? Um, does he now, since he has sold these to this company, does he now no longer make any money from that music at all? Or does he still get money for the purchasing of the music? Oh, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think so for for people that are buying 99-cent downloads. Yeah. However, but he doesn't have any say if if Warner Chapel or, or the publishing company says, you know what, uh, Budweiser, we're going to we're yeah. do a mechanical okay. license for this song okay. for your new beer. Right. That's what we're thinking. So on a, on a commercial application, for example, like we were talking about when Michael Jackson purchased the Beatles library. So so that that then you start to see Beatles songs pop up in commercials. Yeah, Michael Jackson might not wanted to uh, have his uh, Thriller be part of a uh, Halloween commercial, right. right? But he had he loses the rights to that when you sell it. You're the for, for commercial for commercial applications other than selling the song specifically and performing them in concert and things of that nature. Now. Because his record company, whoever owns, you know, the record company probably still has a piece of those if you buy a, a dollar song. Let's right. you buy a song for a dollar. Right. You know, 80 cents of that might go to Warner Brothers or Columbia or Interscope or whatever he's on, right? Right. Um, and there's also a piece of that money that goes to the performers on the album. Okay. Right. Band members. It's complex. The big money, is. though, is in publishing the rights to the song. It's the author 
who wrote the words and the music for those songs. So I think that's what he just sold. But it's okay. interesting, what, you know, so, yeah, you, you have to trust who you're selling it to, to you know, to do the right thing, hopefully. Uh, because it, with this Scooter Braun thing that somebody's texting in about, you know, he has Taylor Swift's catalog. He's saying you can't even perform these songs. That was anymore. the big issue at the Decade uh, Award at the you American know? Music Awards that th- they were. But eventually, he he they acquiesced and let her do that. Now, what she's doing is she's taking all the albums he currently has ownership of and re-recording them. Mm-hmm. And that's fairly common, actually. Yeah, that headline that came out that she was going to be prevented from performing yeah. her own hits at the uh, right, the, yeah. the, an award show. I think that was kind of blown out of proportion. It went, okay. it went a lot deeper than that. And she used uh, public platforms to challenge Scooter Braun when she had made uh, $100 million off of selling this. So she was challenging the contract that she had already signed. I understand her, her efforts to reclaim some of it and, and uh, uh, making artist rights, rights an issue. But it's not like Taylor was crying poor from the, the, the sale that she made. Right. No, and she also, it was part of the contract of, like, ABC Television that yeah. they would be able to take a recorded uh, uh, taped portion of her performance right. on the TV show and then use that <laughs> right. like maybe a greatest hits program at the end of the year or whatever. I think that's what the issue was. She's, you know, she can go out and play her hits right. publicly. It is a tangled web. And and the re-recording of stuff, I, I used to do voiceovers for uh, a, a local agency and uh, one time we were doing, they were using, a, I forgot what it is, it might have been like a Donna Summer song or something like that. It was an old R&B Artist and I'm like, this doesn't sound like the original. And he said, Well, yeah, that's because she went in and re-recording it, re-recorded it because who, whoever owned the publishing was not going to use. They weren't going to allow this to be used. She needed some money, so they just went in. They they recreated it as close to the original as they possibly could, and actually sang it all over. Right, and then she owned that recording. She changed it just a bit and was able to to ah. get money. And I'm not sure if it was Donna Summer, but it was an R&B artist, but. They will go back and re-record stuff like that. You can always tell, even if it's like same equipment, same studio, same musicians. Yep, it's always a little bit different. Something a little Mm. bit different, and it's not quite the same. I wish I could be more uh, knowledgeable, but that's okay. It sounds like Tom DeLonge just sold the publishing to his library. All right, right. well, thank you, Claire. Yes, very good. Give our best to Annabelle. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Annabelle, it's become the thing now. He knows it. It is. All right, uh, so anyhow, DeLong's uh, catalog includes the first six Blink albums and many of the trio's most popular songs, including tracks like What's My Age Again, All the Small Things, Stay Together for the Kids, and so on. Uh, Let's see. Oh, you know what? We have some audio to play for this case, if you could look this up. Van Halen fans are reveling in the previous unissued alternative mix of 1978's Running with the Devil. Huh. Which has just been posted on YouTube. Uh, this is from. It's called. Um, the The description of it is Groove Funkel Second Helping. Van Halen fans rejoice as a huge Van Halen fan. It gives me great pleasure to share this remix, which features an alternative Diamond Day vocal and an extended guitar solo made from the original 24-track session master. So this is from the from ad- the original. Yep. This isn't Groove Funkel's first time blowing fans' minds. Uh, back in 2017, he uploaded an unreleased outtake of 1979's Dance the Night Away. So you want to hear some of yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Some of it, it sounds the same, and uh, other parts are a little different. And here you go. A more volume in the headphones, please. Come on! He says something again here about it being a take or not. So. Is this another take? Woo! 
That's a little scream that wasn't in. That's that clip you play all the time, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Little, yeah, little different vocal riff there. Yep. They actually. They what? They re-recorded it because they wanted uh, the, to use it in a deviled ham commercial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On the road instead of that road. Play till we get to the uh, the extended guitar solo. He just they add a couple of bars to it. Oh, oh and he does what Chuck hates. He says guitar here before the solo. <laughs> here we go. I, I love stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different sound, that slide whistle. Play it again with the slide whistle. Just a... <laughs> <laughs> I like it. They should have kept it in. Yeah. They wait, wait, wait. You have to do this case. Slide whistle. <laughs> Here, play with the music. I'll jump in. Slide whistle. <laughs> Duke's a hazard horn. <laughs> <laughs> the Colonel from Stripes. Gary Lauer. Oh my God. <laughs> Do we have Gary? Yeah, he's just in it. Nell. Nell. Anyway, uh, that is available for your listening pleasure. Uh, there was something. I don't know. We have another sound clip. You want to play it here, Preston, or save it for tomorrow? Because the world record was in uh, sort of a singing thing. Oh, um, yes. But let me get to this first. Right. Hang on, because these uh, I got a pretty serious story here. Limp Biscuit uh, bassist Sam Rivers uh, has revealed. Oh wait, where's my teletype? There it is. Has revealed. Uh, in the new book, Raising Hell Backstage Tales from the Lives of Metal Legends, we talked about that yesterday, uh, that he might have died had he not left the band temporarily in 2015. Although his hiatus was blamed on a bad back, he admits in the book that excessive drinking led him to eventually needing a liver transplant. Oh, wow. Yeah. He said it got so bad 
I had to go to UCLA Hospital, and the doctor said, if you don't stop, you're going to die. And right now, you're looking like you need a new liver. He said, I fought liver disease a couple of years, and it and I won. And I had to get a liver transplant in 2017. Mm. Uh, he's now clean and has since uh, rejoined Limp Biscuit, but it was that bad. He needed a, a whole new freaking liver, dude. Mm. Nearly drank himself to death. Wow. Okay, now... Uh, yes, this is a uh, a man who was able to hold a single note for two minutes. So the original record, which was holding, you know, the, the note, uh, and obviously it fades off at the end, but was just over a minute, so he came wow. close to doubling it. All right, let's hear a little bit of it. <laughs> is it her ears? Yep. Is her ear or two? Yeah. yeah. Just get it to the end where he starts to peter out, because it is a full two minutes. That's his voice, dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a flute or something. No, yeah, that's him going yeah, to me too. Woo! Wouldn't it be great, Steve, if the note he held was like, <laughs> for two minutes straight? You guys would probably hate this, but this started uh, probably, I think my, my dad was still alive, so it was over six or seven years ago. At family birthday parties, when we do the happy birthday song, <laughs> it now turns into a contest oh, to see no. who can hold that the note. Last note. The last the longest. And You're like, right. And, uh, well, it, it's fun. I mean, because we end up doing a lot of family parties together. So there's like 20 of us. And so it's always the last happy three. Happy birthday to you. you. I know. I refuse. Stop because I won. Yay! It's still going. Have it breathe yet? I win. Have it breathe yet? <laughs> you should invite Nick to your parties. <laughs> we don't have enough. Get food. it towards the end, though. That's about like it's Pat. You know, it's Nick, like a minute and forty seconds where he starts. To... He's the longest. He would definitely yeah. hold the note the longest. All right, here we go. <laughs> he starts wavering here. The uh, he gets a uh, pocket full of hummus. Okay, <laughs> that's a spin doctor. Yeah. I got a pocket full of. If you like to eat your hummus, hummus, then put it in your pocket. <laughs> put your hummus in your pockets. All right, I think that's all that I have. No, one last thing. Green Day has confirmed that it will release a third single from its upcoming new album on January sixteenth. The track titled "Oh Yeah." Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, follows Fire Ready Aim and the LP's uh, title song, uh, Father of All Mother Effers. And the group also confirmed the track list for its 13th studio album, which arrives on February 7th, by the way. And there you go. That's what I have in Music News. All right, so... Oh, yeah! Secret text word. We got to get a winner. I'll take caller number... (laughs) 
I do. I, I have a video. I'll I'll have to post it of uh, my family doing happy birthday. Okay, it would uh, you would love it. Perfectly. Caller sixteen <laughs> at two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the secret text word. We're going to grab a random texter as well. So uh, call right now two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the secret text word. We'll come back in a second. Labor Day word of the week. Pierre Moore. Stay with us. people wish you a happy new year, right? Happy new year to you! Well, MMR wishes you an happy new year and invites you to download the latest version of the MMR app. It keeps you up to date with everything that rocks and allows you to take MMR along wherever travels in the new year may lead. It's easy to use as well as Apple CarPlay and Android Auto compatible. And of course, it's free. Whether it's older software or you got a brand new phone, get the latest version of the MMR app on Google Play or the iTunes Store. Or text APP to 39333. Message and data rates may apply. So, Happy New Year from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Happy Third Eye Blind and Jumper on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We're about ready to wrap up today's program. Nice and sunny right now. Looks like a beautiful day, but uh, windy. I have about 42, uh, sun tomorrow as well, but cold, 36. And uh, then we get into clouds in mid-50s on Friday and mid-60s and rain on Saturday and Sunday. I was talking to my sister down in Florida. She was like, you know, is it really, really cold there? To, to them, really, really cold. It's like, you know, 50 degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and I said, no. I said, it's actually been fairly mild. It's been reasonable. Now, that... I'm prepared. Yes. The the, the S-storm is still coming. Sure, we still have time. Yeah. It always hits. But I said once, when it gets into 20s, that's when you're like, all right, it's cold now. Uh, but we haven't really gotten into that uh, department yet, which uh, on, is great. On average, in January and February, what's what's the temperature down in, in Florida? Like, on like average? A, yeah, Orlando. 70s. 70s? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it'll... Um, it's been really, really warm down there. They had a hot uh, December. It was in you know eighties and nineties right. and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's it's comfortable. It's great. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. And but you guys know, of course, when we went to spring training last, <laughs> it's not last year, but the year before, we got up. It was forty. We, we talked. About, it was in the freaking forties. <laughs> None of us prepared for that. <laughs> we were going to Florida for crying out loud. We were in bathing suits that later that day. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, just was just the morning. The morning, <laughs> and it was almost unbearable to be out there. <laughs> At that time of day and freezing our asses off. But, uh, by the way, we're looking down the road for uh, that particular Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other things, too. Yeah. Oh, things are being talked about. All right. Uh, we were looking for somebody to give us a secret text. We're looking for caller number, um, was it 16? Yeah. Uh, let me go to Joe and see if we can find the answer. Hi, Joe. How you doing, man? Good, man. I'm tripping my balls off in the dumpster still. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it's becoming all the rage these hey, days. It's really awesome. Joe, what's our secret text word? Secret word is dunk, sir. Dunk. Yes, it is correct. Joe, I love you. Hang on a second, Joe. We're going to get your information, and we're going to give you four pack of tickets as uh, Aaron McKee and the Temple Owls battle Tulane on Saturday at noon at the Lee of Course Center. And all hot dogs at the game are only $1. You can get information at owlsticks.com. So uh, hang on. We also got a random texture, probably a name somewhere, but I'm sure they're happy. So congratulations. They're very happy. In fact, they're enjoying their anonymity. Our, uh, I think it was texture. Whopper. It was, was it Whopper that Whopper. was our winner? <laughs> yeah. Here. Yeah. Uh, who we got here? Close. It is uh, Mitchell Cantor, who's from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. 
get the same thing. So congratulations, and thank you guys for uh, texting in and being a part of that. I just saw the smoothest uh, fist bump and uh, <laughs> transition I've ever seen between Nick McWayne and uh, Pierre Robert as he came in. I held my fist stationary, <laughs> and somebody to my right couldn't connect. Couldn't quite just touch, touch base and say, well, Good on you, bro. Don't mess with me, mister. Sports uh, up. Sports up. <laughs> Give me 50. I think, I think, Pierre, you're the one who invented the sports oh, fist bump. Oh, I did. Right? I yeah. definitely yeah. did. That and one we played we, Cleveland. The one we haven't heard in a while, which was 18 stones in the bag. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> huh? How are you feeling? 18 stones. Stones in the bag. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little better. A little better. Yeah, it's going around. Uh, Bill is sick. Uh, the, the woman from the wings who brought in Kevin Crowley today, she was ill and my girlfriend's sick. So, I mean, it's one of those things that I think is uh, bothering a lot of people. I mean, I, I, I don't uh, would never want to infect anyone else. So I don't. But they say that once you've gotten a cold, it, you're not contagious anymore. Is that true? What? So that's what I sort of I, I, I was. So I I sort of sense something might be coming and I jump on it quickly and I started love bombing the medicine and all that stuff. And so I, I think I'm pretty good. But I, that was my understanding that that it had shifted. Now, when you feel the onset is when you're the contagious, when you're actually in the throes of the cold, you're not. I don't know. I don't know. Nah. Well, that's a Dr. Mike question. Yes, that is uh, a Dr. Mike question. But uh, nonetheless, um, uh, I am on the mend. I mean, I had the cold. I was doing OK. And then the crazy week between New Year's and Christmas that that made me that sent it over the top. Yeah. But um, your but credo is play hurt. You've got to play hurt because that's where <laughs> sports came from. <laughs> hurt. Hurt. We all had hurt. Yeah. And we said, how can we heal the hurt? Play. You get there on the field and you kick some ass. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. man. All right. Coach. That's when I fisted the bump. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually uh, doesn't sound good. No, no, it no. In fact, no. uh, the bump. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The bump, <laughs> the bump <laughs> fist at you is what. Oh, no, no, that doesn't I, even sound right either. either. No, no, no. no um, anyway, we did some bumping and grinding. Ah, there you go. <laughs> and that's why we are. And that's how burlesque was born. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's all I have to say about that. All right, I got you. Uh, how about we do the letter of the day? We move forward right. on that. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. O is in... Oh, my. All right. And we have a chance for you to win. This is brought to you by the newly renamed uh, Valley Tower at Valley Forge Casino Resort. Uh, the, wins, the winner gets an overnight stay, dinner for two, and two tickets to an upcoming show. Must be 21 years of age and new name, great, same great place, uh, Valley Tower at Valley Forge Casino Resort, where the house is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi there, caller. <laughs> what did you want to say? Well, you were bumping and grinding. I had to call in. There's now Dr. we have an There's authority. Dr. Well, Mike. Thank God. What the hell are you talking about? You don't get your... You're infectious. You can be infectious before and during and even after you have some acute illness. I mean, that's why you have to carry Purell around with you and make sure that you don't infect other people. I mean, you, you know... So that so that any time, even so, if you, when you start to feel it, when you have it, and even a little bit after, you should 
You're, you're still contagious, you're saying? Well, most viral infections have a prodrome. A couple of days before you actually have the illness, you have it and you can spread it. During the active period, you do. And that's the most contagious time because you're coughing and sneezing and right. all of that. But even after you start to feel better, you can still have a period of time afterwards that you're contagious. So all of that being said, what you need to do is just take good precautions. And that is to sneeze into your elbow. That's what right? I did. And, yeah. and you you don't, I mean, if you hug and kiss, you might give somebody something, so you might want to uh, do a, a fist bumps, that kind of thing, or, or better yet, if you shake hands and you guys are all in the public eye right. all the time, if you shake hands a lot, you use Purell, you know, something that you can bring with you. Oh, no, Purell, right, so you know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right, so and and so you're saying if you're shaking a lot of hands, you should probably use a dental dam, correct? Well, I, <laughs> I mean, look, you don't want to be uh, standoffish, right? But I mean, right. understood. But but you are still contagious. That was that was a yeah. point. It yeah. is, yeah. When it, uh, Pierre was saying, the after you start showing symptoms, you are no longer uh, contagious. But that is not that's that's uh, a bunch of hooey. I believe that came from the Kevorkian Clinic of Health <laughs> okay. Medicine. Okay, right. yes. But one quick question then. So uh, if you uh, – so they say if you think you have a flu to stay home because you don't want to infect somebody. But if you're not that, that crippled – um, and you come into work and take precautions, theoretically, you're okay, right? Now, Jackson well, last year had an absolute flu all week long, and he came to work every day and went right home and went to bed, but he actually had a flu. I, I didn't catch it from him, but um, um, so, you know, where do you draw that line? Well, Because I don't like all, to call in sick. Where was Bill Weston? Where was he? I mean, the bottom line is if you're sick... I love you, Bill, by the way. All right. The bottom line is that what you need to do is if you're sick, you don't go in. Because if you touch things like inanimate objects, uh, the virus can, can remain there for a period of time. A lot of times, uh, doorknobs and things like that. So the, what we try to tell people is don't go in if you're sick. Don't go into work. It, but I mean, what line. delineates sick? Sick is if you feel like you have the flu, you're aching, you have a fever and everything else, don't go in. Don't do it. Uh, you consult okay. with Dr. Cowper as well. You're, you're sick. Uh, no, yeah, I think that's – you but, owe it to your coworkers, but I understand what you, what you said earlier holds true. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Pierre, just to use – Take precautions, you know. Yeah, if, and I'm, if, you know. I'm sure that that Jackson and and Sarah probably did their diligence and wiped down and and cleaned the area for you. And make I did sure that, that yesterday and okay. each day after I was done. Right, there you go. We do what well, you can. And how about was, the microphone? We were... Make sure the microphones, everything yeah. that you guys, all, even the knobs and everything. If we're all this, over the knobs. Uh, you're all over the knobs. He used to spray Lysol, and then Rodney told us to stop doing it because it clogged up the microphones. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that. How about like a just a, a soft cloth a soft of cloth. some sort that that or an alcohol swab? The next time I come in, I'll bring swab. All right, bring the swab. I'll me. bring a whole bunch. swab down the mic. We love right. you, Doctor Mike. Love, love you. you. Love you say the words, he calls he in. He knows. He knows his stuff. He is, he's Best as, doctor in the city, in the as, world. As he said, he's a P1, man. He's yeah. listening all the time, which is cool. So uh, if you feel sick and you're making noises like this. <coughs> no. oh. Pierre just almost threw up. It's disgusting. That's not sick. That's the everyday cough. You should, uh, <laughs> you should go. <laughs> Jesus. <coughs> oh. oh.
He gave birth to a mouth baby. Right in the Kathy's microphone. What what color do you think that was? Green. You know what? The commercial for Mucinex, that... Yeah. That chunk of green snot that talks came out of that. Oh, oh, man. And on the program today, uh, I'll have Workforce Blocks of the Doors (laughs) and David Bowie. uh, Robbie Krieger born today, David Bowie born today, and we'll have a block of R.E.M. as well. And uh, we have some coverage when the record company was in on New Year's Eve, and we had some fun uh, at the TLA on South Street. All of that and more. You you did a block of R.E.M. one time, and I asked you to play Follow Me, which is my favorite R.E.M. song. It's my favorite songs of all time from anybody ever, and you did the coolest thing you played it two times in a row because <laughs> it's less than three minutes long it's, it's like, like a, two it's and a half minutes it's a ditty and you just like that's not enough <laughs> we need to do that again i loved it that's okay. one for annabelle <laughs> um i might just do that again for i'll be listening oh, all right, all right listening. I, I want to thank our sponsors uh the president steve show brought to you today by acme fresh foods local flavors the official supermarket of the president steve show and also brought to you by wawa Gotta have a Wawa tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow Gilbert Godfrey yeah. stopping by. Uh, Gilbert always uh, a really interesting conversation. He's hilarious. So we uh, might mention the Fresh Beat Band when he's oh here. Oh my <laughs> God, he won't let that dry. And you know he'll he'll bring he it up for sure. All right, so that is it. We are done. Rage on, Pierre. Hope you feel better and not sick anymore. Sick. <laughs> and uh, take care, gang. We'll see. You. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Why is that Pete Davidson nailing every hot piece of ass in Hollywood? Cam. Next message. I get to tell my boss I quit Next message. Why the f*** do people not know what to do when a lights and sirens emergency vehicle is going through an intersection or coming down the street? Get the f*** out of the way and let the emergency vehicle go. America is getting really stupid. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. <laughs>